Fabe Network. It is recording time of Saturday the 27th for the 4th, 2019. Um, obviously, you are listening to this on Sunday the 28th. Um, we, as always, are available on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocketcast, Radio Public, and Stitcher. Um, I am, of course, Bear, your erstwhile host and my co-host, Beard is here with me this evening. Beard, what's going on, man? Hi, everybody. <laughs> Hi, Beard. <laughs> How's everything going in your world? I'm okay, Beard. How's it going? Yeah, no, it's all good. It's all good. Um, nothing major is happening over here, but... I could be working. Be... You could be working. Progress. Next weekend. Ooh, nice. That's, that's not confirmed yet, but that could happen. So you may be you may be going down to Progress Wrestling's Strong Style King of Tournament and um, doing Super your Super Strong Style 16, Super yes. Strong Style 16, and yes. giving your opinions on the myriad of performers there at Super Strong Style 16. Um, that sounds like it's going to be an exciting time. If you do go, that's in London, I believe, isn't it? No, exactly. Exactly. Exa- I can't say it now. Alexander. Palace. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Super <laughs> strong style sixteen. Let's have a quick gander and see what's going on at Super Strong Style sixteen. Um, it's progress. basically progress meets NXT UK. Ah, okay. With people who've been in progress before, so yeah, it should be quite good. Okay, you're Europe's biggest pro wrestling tournament. Um, so it's got Travis Banks. Ilja Dragunov, um, Trevor Lee, Aerostar, Artemis Spencer, DJZ, Jordan Devlin, Chris Ridgway, Chris Brooks, Darby Allen, Paul Robinson, Daga, um, David Starr, Lucky Kid, Kyle O'Reilly, Kyle Fletcher, um, with a meet and greet at the start, Kyle O'Reilly and Trevor Lee. Um, that starts at 2.30pm on Saturday the 4th of May. Um, and then... There's some quarterfinals going off as well in the tournament on the Sunday. Um, Walter will also face Trent Seven. Um, this is the um, Progress World, Championship. Yeah, World and, and Atlas the, title unification right. match. Um, so one would expect one would expect some interesting stuff there. Um, 
And then, of course, um, Haskins, Havoc, um, Mark Andrews, and Ligero will face Do Not Resuscitate. I don't know much about these guys, but it's going to be a no-disqualification four-way match. Um, and, of course, um, Session Moth will face the only way is Ginny. Um, with Laura Di Matteo in her corner, um, it should be quite a quite an event. That it looks like it could be a lot of fun to work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And of course, at nine PM, my favourite, um, as I'm a big fan of all of the appearing stars, is the Kaiju Big Battle. Um, that is, of course, um, a load of people in various suits from the kaiju um, era of Japanese cinema, such as Gamera, Mothman, and similar, in a ring which has cardboard cutouts of, um, I'm not making this up, by the way, cardboard cutouts of Tokyo, um, and they're going to be slamming each other through that like a real-life in-ring um, recreation of Block Party's Flux video. Who do you think is going to win this? Gamera, Mothman, um, maybe a Godzilla is going to turn up and do a run-in? I was going to go with, with Mothman. Yeah, yeah. Mothman. Yeah, um, totally. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously, that's what's going on in our world. Um, in the world of professional wrestling, there has been quite a bit going on on the rumour mill. Um, this week, we're going to do a bit of a rumour mill roundup, um, as well as going through our usual um, our usual kind of shtick of talking Raw, SmackDown, all of the big stories coming out of WWE, NXT UK, NXT. Um, and then, of course, we're going to gonna take a look into other areas such as AEW, um, ROH, who have their War of the Worlds coming up soon. Um, there was a bit of a ruckus between Bullet Club and um, He Who Shall Not Be Na- Okay, I'll name him. It's Enzo Amore. Um, <laughs> and, of course, Impact Wrestling has a bit of news coming out um, as well in regards to a couple of their stars. Um, they, of course, are doing their um, big pay-per-view um, Impact Rebellion this evening, Sunday, April 28th. So lots to talk about. Jay, how do you think Raw and SmackDown have been um, this week? Um, I believe you probably watched them. Uh, Raw, I didn't quite get to watch. Uh, Link wasn't working again. Um, but it doesn't seem like too much went off. There was a couple of threat matches mm-hmm. determining the number one contender. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we had AJ Styles versus Rey Mysterio versus Samoa Joe. Cool. Um, AJ Styles came on top of that one, and then we had, I believe it was Baron Corbin, uh, Drew McIntyre, and also The Miz. Baron okay. Corbin won that one, and it was AJ versus Baron Corbin. AJ will be facing uh, Seth Rollins at Money in the Bank. Slightly too soon for that to happen, but they should have had a real build to that, at least turning one of them heel. But maybe they'll build it in such a way where someone does turn heel, and I would assume it would be AJ Styles, just to give it a bit more of a, this, more of a feel to this the match, could be really. The case. I mean, if they go in face versus face, we know that this program is probably going to continue until SummerSlam with one of the two competitors turning heel. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe with a low blow. 
Yeah, maybe with a low blow. It's not unusual for WWE to kind of fall back um, after WrestleMania with a good three pay-per-view feud. Um, it definitely wouldn't surprise me if this was the case. Um, I mean, it could. It, would it be three or would it be four? Pay- it would be four pay-per-views in this instance. Um, so probably interjecting a um, third man into that for the um, for the long stretch between Money in the Bank and SummerSlam, and then having a final blow-off match between um, AJ and. Rawlins at SummerSlam would be the that would be the standard operating model, I think. Um, would it not? I mean, it kind of makes sense, but I reckon yeah. this is going to be a one-off thing. Well, even if even if it is a one-off thing, you can hold back the rest of it until WrestleMania, of course. Um, AJ carrying a um, carrying a beaten prize fighter gimmick throughout the year, possibly a big interruption from someone like Baron Corbin starting him off on a series of feuds um, would be something that AJ would be more than capable of coping with and that frees up Seth Rollins to um, do work with other stars. Um, certainly would love to see some of the things that Seth Rollins could do with a worker like Rey Mysterio um, I would imagine if they managed to get him healed, the new and returning gimmick changed Bray Wyatt um, would probably have a good a good run um, with Seth Rollins as well. Um, thoughts? What you, what, yeah, what do you think about that promo, that uh, vignette that came out there? Oh, the Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt, the Firefly. I absolutely love it. I've watched it about it's 18 great, times. Um, I the The main question, I think, is are we looking at um, are we looking at something that Bray um, that Bray Wyatt um, himself created, or are we looking at something that Bray Wyatt was forced into by WWE Creative? Because that will tell you which way it goes. Um, if if this is Bray Wyatt doing a Bray Wyatt gimmick that he's had a lot of input on, which um, I, there's no reason why not. It's certainly it's certainly a um, it's certainly a rotunda flavor to it all, is there not? <laughs> yeah, I mean, with the, was it hate heel gloves as well? That's yeah, the hate and heel kind of gloves. That's kind of cool. Um, I love the I love the um, idea of um, having several characters who are involved as well, who are fictional characters. There is there is the implication. Um, that the witch and the buzzard, um, this is just a rumor that I've heard and it's, it's fairly low lying, so I can't imagine it's going to actually come of anything, but they could potentially be um, members of sanity behind those um, and that this is all taking place in Bray Wyatt's head um, to some degree, <laughs> which could be quite an interesting angle, but I think even if that is the case, I think that needs to be revealed much later down the line. Um I mean, it could also be a split personality kind of gimmick. Uh, uh, yeah, kind of looking at... Um, I mean, this would be a good reason to have moved um, Finn Balor onto um, SmackDown anyway, but having having um, old school or a modified version of old school Destroyer of Worlds, um, sorry, Eater of Worlds, um, Bray Wyatt as the kind of god mode version of this and actually having him win a few matches um, would be a great way of bridging the gap um as well as you know get, turning that turning that wyatt gimmick from something that people were very tired of and that had run its course into something that is just on another level um i think there is there is potential to do that with very minor tweaking um i i i except mm-hmm. for the stockholders uh the stockholders were trying to get it pulled uh they thought it was really weird that he was 
a character that would be a court leader for children is how they put it yeah i mean i don't know i think that's i it's clearly an adult section of the product um i don't think it's necessarily a bad thing either i think um I, I I think the stockholders can be concerned about it, but when you let your stockholders hold creativity down to that degree, um, he's he's a great character, and having an evil Mister Rogers figure is not necessarily a bad thing. Um, I think he's going to be over regardless of what uh, regardless of what people's concerns. Well, there's no doubt of that. So um, perhaps a face Mister Rogers character with a heel um with a heel Jekyll, Jekyll and Hyde kind of situation yeah I mean that could be that could be absolutely phenomenal and if anybody's going to pull it off it's going to be him um one thing I do want to mention he's, he's looking a lot leaner how much like Bo Dallas does he look now that he's um got rid of all of the <laughs> now that he's got rid of all of the um all the weight yeah, there's the there's the lack of the weight. There's the fact that he's actually smiling in a way that isn't a grimace. Um, and yeah, it's quite it's, it's quite, quite creepy that way as well. It? Yeah, it is a little bit. I, I as I say, I'm really excited for this. I hope WWE don't drop the ball. I hope they don't hit the fast forward button. If you played this out over the course of an entire year and don't have um, don't have the darker elements of that character even start emerging until say until say survivor series um then that could be that could be something with his style of wrestling do you think this will work we'll have to see if he's changed up the style of the wrestling he has been off for quite a while i mean bringing a new character hopefully brings in a different style i mean are we going to see a new finisher is he going to keep sister abigail um, if he does come out doing the same thing over and over again that he did with, with the first Bray Wyatt gimmick, Easter of Worlds, will people get bored of it? That's the question. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think possibly keeping the um, keeping the Eater of Worlds moves back a bit. Um, I mean, his 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 thing is a stiff style. It's a very very stiff style. His clothesline, in my opinion, has for a long time been one of the best in the business uh, because it looks like it knocks people's heads right off. It looks like it hurts. Yeah, I would not want to take um, one of those. If somebody put Bray Wyatt next to um, next to JBL and said, "Whose clothesline would you rather take?" Um, I'd probably say Bray Wyatt's, but only because I'd know that Bray Wyatt wouldn't actually break my neck. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, I will probably, I will probably have to think about it for five minutes. So another thing on Raw. Yep. We have another name change, everyone. Oh yes, of course. Um, this, of course, is the Viking Experience. They have now um, been officially rebranded as the Viking Raiders. Um, apparently, their finishing move is still going to be called the Viking Experience. Um, right. <laughs> um, I guess it sounds better as a finisher than a name for a tag team. Yeah, it makes a bit more sense. However, um, I mean, I don't mind the Viking thing um, overall. It just it does show that WWE are at least, at least listening at this stage. What would have happened is Vince McMahon um, this time a year ago had this have happened, Vince McMahon would have proclaimed that he was right and they would have been ran into the ground and they'd be in the same position as the Ascension within about three weeks. Um, 
there was something coming out of the WWE Fan Council on Facebook um, who released a survey in regards to favorite NXT Tag Team Champions, and they listed them as the Viking Warriors. This was early this week, um, just after. I bet that was one of Dana's ideas. Possibly, possibly. Um, Dana Warrior. Yeah. Viking Warriors. All makes sense. Maybe, maybe. Uh, what What are your thoughts on um What are your thoughts on What are your thoughts on the potential of Animal and Hawk as Vikings? <laughs> Animal and Hawk. Yeah. <laughs> Ivor and Eric. Ivor and Eric. Let's, let's um, <laughs> call them the right names. Yeah. No, of course. Um, I. Yeah, it's. I I don't think they're going to keep the Viking Warriors um, simply because of the Road Warrior um, comparisons. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's probably leave it as it is. I think. Yeah, I, too much. Changing. Good to keep it as Viking Raiders. Let's face it. Well, I'd rather have the Viking. It's a good Raiders. compromise. Yeah, I'd rather have the Viking Raiders than um than the Viking Warrior than the Viking Experience, and it's quite clear that Vince McMahon would rather have the Viking Raiders than the War Raiders, which um is probably the original kind of issue there. Um, Luke Harper. Talking about. Oh, go on. Oh no, another name change. Sorry. Uh, yeah, another name change. Uh, Bobby Roode is now Robert Roode. Yeah, what you? This what be your the first th- time he's called that what, with his Rick Roode moustache. Yeah, it's quite clear he is going for a Rick Roode style gimmick. Um, well, I mean the comparisons are going to be there anyway. His, his actual gimmick itself is more Rick Flair, is it not? Um, yeah. But I mean, it's very hard not to see Rick Roode in him now that he has the Rick Roode s moustache. Um, he needed to turn heel. We need. It's about time it should have happened. Well, actually, he came on as a heel, didn't he? Uh, when he when he came to Raw, he came as a heel. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah. Oh no, he didn't. He was a heel on NXT, and then they switched him straight to a face, which made no sense, mm. no continuity, which kind of destroyed his momentum. I think coming up to the main roster. I think this is one of um, WWE's biggest fallacies: is that um, the the audience pop when Bobby Roode appears that first time on SmackDown, they do pop, but they don't pop because they are, because he is a face. They pop because he is appearing as it were. Take for instance, the, um, something that WWE loudly proclaims as the greatest, um, the greatest superstar debut of all time, which, um, is of course the pop for Chris Jericho, um, on that fateful roar in 1999. Um, back in back in August of 99 um, where he did the promo against The Rock every single fan in that building knew full well that Chris Jericho was coming in as a heel they knew it that was clear yeah. but the pop was louder than any of a any of a superstar who has debuted before or since um, at least as far as WWE are concerned I I don't know I, I don't have a decibel meter so I can't I can't necessarily um, dispute that fact and it was an incredible pop but back then WWE knew that what made Jericho popular wasn't the fact that he was a face, it was the fact that he was a great heel. And that was the that was the case with Bobby Roode. However, WWE implemented this idea of, well, if they cheer for him, then he then he may as well be a face. And I don't necessarily think that that's, that kind of reactive booking has served Bobby Roode very well. Um, and I don't think it serves the product very well long term. But I mean, with the Superstar Shake-Up, 
uh, moving Chad Gable over to SmackDown and then just switching him straight away with no real reason kind of doesn't make any sense. Um, it's quite clear they had something for Bobby Roode to do and not Chad Gable. Um, that will be my thoughts. Um, the fact is, Raw, with the post-Superstar shakeup, Raw is very much in a situation where it doesn't have any great kind of mid-to-top-level heels, um, unless you can come out and name one that isn't Samoa Joe, because he has the US title on. <laughs> Samoa Joe. <laughs> Other than Samoa Joe, I'll, I'll do the. I'll do the. I'll, I'll give you thirty seconds. Of, I'll give you thirty seconds of time to name all of the great mid-level heels that aren't Robert Roode or um, or Samoa Joe on the um, on the raw on the raw roster. You ready? Baron Corbin. <laughs> okay, you, you forfeit the rest of your time for that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing Robert Roode. Um, I'm really looking forward to see that classic, old-school, um, late 80s, top-level heel um, that I know he can be. Um, you need a heel that is consistently good, a heel that is a consistent threat, but also a heel that can lose to your baby faces every now and then. And Robert Roode can do that. The key to doing that is to have a heel who, you know full well that in a fair one-on-one fight, the face can beat up, but it's never a fair one-on-one fight with them. And I think Robert Roode is is the guy to take that position. Um, take that. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you bring it back to TNA when he was the it factor... Yeah, yep. no, he cheated all the time. <laughs> that's how he won. He always cheated to win. And he always had the skill to back it up as well with the wrestling ability. So Yeah, I mean, take... Yeah, no, if he, if he just played that character in WWE, I think it would get over really well. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, it's classic booking. It's Ric Flair, Ted DiBiase-style booking. But it's how you make a great heel. Um, and you need him to be that heel for two to five years. You really do. Because we've had the top heel on that brand for so long be an absolute monster um, who is barely ever there. And then a load of people trying to climb that mountain and get there. And I don't think, I don't think that that's, I don't think that that's the type of storyline that Raw needs in this day and age. Um, but two to five years in the eighties is about five months. Oh yeah, of in course. The present, so of course. I mean, the amount of exposure that someone like Robert Roode would get would mean that he is over. Um, but you know, what you could always do is change his music in such a way that nobody can shout "Glorious" to it, and then put him in a tag team with Rusev. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a really good idea. Yeah. Maybe they should do that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, definitely. So, um, quite pleased with where this is going. I would love to see Robert Roode versus Seth Rollins in kind of that midway point um, between um, between AJ and AJ, if that makes sense. Um, in my in my theoretical booking up to SummerSlam. Um, yeah, I'd... AJ versus AJ versus AJ. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, that would be the perfect match, would it not? Um, no, sure. no comment. <laughs> no comment from Jay. Um, any closing thoughts on Robert Roode and his beautiful moustache, other than the fact that he looks like um, a costume malfunction in the village people? 
Oh, you know, Freddie Mercury. Yeah, he doesn't have enough teeth. <laughs> that's a, that's a... If you see a picture side by side, it looks uncanny, mate. It really does, actually. <laughs> now you are entirely right. Perhaps, <laughs> perhaps he should, perhaps he should have played, um, perhaps he should have played Freddie Mercury in Bohemian Rhapsody, and Sam Malik could could play Robert yeah, Roode. and got the got that Oscar. Mm. No, choose. <sighs> There we go. Now we're speculating. This is fantasy booking of Hollywood <laughs> right here on GA. Switch them up. No one would know. <laughs> um, Luke Harper's release. Um, he, it seems to have backfired on him a little bit. Um, just to just to quote. Um, just to quote one website here, um, as noted earlier this week, via the Wrestling Observer newsletter, Harper won't be able to leave WWE now until WrestleMania 36 time in 2020. WWE has decided to add another six months to his contract to make up for the time he missed for wrist surgery. The contract was to end in November of this year, but WWE has added it because it was frozen while he was on the shelf for the injury. It seems... Sorry, it remains to be seen if the WWE plans to bring him back to TV before the contract expires. He is currently listed on the SmackDown roster. I would assume he didn't have any idea it was frozen. Um, I assume that the, fro- the the freezing of it is a reaction to him asking for his release. And then posting it on Twitter. Yeah, um, I think... And um, then demanding it as well. Yeah. it's Basically um, on Twitter. It's... So. It's one of those situations, isn't it? It's it's he. I can understand why he would ask for his release, um, and I can. He does underst- need to go. He does need to move on. He does. Um, and WWE are now in a situation where um, they are willing to hold wrestlers hostage to their contracts. Um, his because of AEW. Of course, of course. They find it a slight threat, even though they haven't really had a show yet. His only TV time um, was, of course, um, last, um, well, two weeks ago, um, he faced um, Dominic Dijakovic um, at the Access recording um, of Worlds Collide. Um, So that was a fairly good match. He was incredibly over. Um, This is partly due to um, his late March tweet um, in which he he, um, pretty much tore down the W. Are you aware of this tweet? Uh, no, actually, I haven't seen it. Okay, um, I, I can I can go verbatim on it now. I'm sure yeah, our yeah, listeners will appreciate it. it. Um, I'm 39 years old. I've been cleared since February the 6th. I haven't been brought to one television taping since I left to have double ligament reconstructive surgery, surgery on October 2nd, 2018. Six years ago, I wrestled multiple matches at Access of part of FCW and was involved in Undertaker's entrance. Five years ago, I had a front row seat to watch Bray Wyatt wrestled John Cena. Four years ago, I competed for the Intercontinental Championship in my first WrestleMania singles match. Three years ago, I wrestled Brock Lesnar in Toronto on a network special. Two years ago, I came within inches of competing for the WWE Championship in every match AJ Styles won his first and in the very match AJ Styles won his first and within inches of being part of the WWE Championship match at WrestleMania with Bray and Randy. One year ago, I won the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championships with Rowan while my wife and two sons watched from the front row. Next Thursday, I will be wrestling Donovan Dijak at Access. Full circle. I read all the text that said, you're back on Access. I was... 
I was kind to all the people at the gym asking if I was retired. I swallowed my pride when agents and writers asked me if I was still hurt when completely healthy. And now here we are, April 4th, 2019, when worlds collide at Access. Luke Harper versus Donovan Dijak. How will I respond? How will I change things? Well, to all of you, this may be a throwaway Access match, but I can assure you, to me, it is much, much more. This is a test. No one has to be happy with the results except me. That's the true test. Do I still have it? Can I compete with a young, up-and-coming, incredibly talented NXT prospect? Am I too old? Has the game passed me by? Am I as good as I really think I am? It brings me near to tears as I write this because I truly believe I have so fucking much to offer this industry. I believe I will be world heavyweight champion someday. I believe that, but these are the doubts I live with daily. These are the doubts that creep into your head during rehab. These are the thoughts you think when you watch your left side atrophy. Being ignored and left home for months exasperated these thoughts and it sucked. I have so much to prove to myself, to WWE, to the industry of professional wrestling, to my wife, and it is my responsibility to show my kids how to handle adversity. Next Tuesday is the answer. Are the doubts real or is this the first step of the climb? I promise you I will come prepared and you will get my very best that night, Mr. Dijak. Just know, be careful thinking of this as just an access match because to me this is Wrestlemania I am not throwing away my shot good luck one hell of a promo in text form well I mean the match itself was really good as well yeah no the match the match was fantastic um for us as fans as it was the opening match of worlds collide um it was really our opening match of the nxt access experience considering that pretty much everything that's come out um of access um since then has been well everything from um worlds collide and nxt uk has been filmed at that very same event um yeah no i i i think it was a great match could the fact that wwe have done absolutely nothing with him since that be the reason that he asked for his release perhaps well yeah no i mean he's got every single right to be asked for his release mm. and if there wasn't a AEW and roh out there and new japan pro wrestling coming into the u.s market they probably would have granted it Mm. But they're scared that their performers are going to go to these places. They they brush it off when in the press. Mm. But if they really weren't scared of them, they would release these people. Yeah. If they've got nothing for them. No, this is very true. This is very true. Um, so, obviously, um, that is kind of the big news in regards to Luke Harper. What do you think the future actually holds for Luke Harper? Do you think WWE are actually going to find a use for him? Um and what that isn't connected to Bray Wyatt because that seems to be the only way he gets into any kind of like light is through Bray Wyatt, which makes him a shadow, I guess, in mm. some sense. Yeah, it's I, the fact that his luck is like it is um, probably doesn't help. Um, I, I if he's if he's not going to get his release, then he needs to start campaigning for a new look. Um, it doesn't have to be an entirely new gimmick um, because he doesn't really have a gimmick other than being Luke Harper. However, getting rid of the beard and maybe the hair um, and just kind of transposing that could be enough. 
in my opinion. But every time people look at him, they see that. I mean, if he's lucky, he might get to ride the coattails of Daniel Bryan, but not while Daniel Bryan's having unspecified surgery like he is now. No, is it going to unspecified surgery? Um, I just thought it was unspecified injury. Well, actually, yeah, no, you, you, thanks for correcting me. Actually, that's probably better better description of it. No, it is. Um, it, no one's saying, saying surgery at the moment, but I, I've, it's got to have got to have surgery involved, unless it's concussion. Unless it is concussion or sternum issues <laughs> from the Kofi botch. I can't. Uh, you know, when he went for the double double foot stump. Um, mm. It went wrong, didn't it? Yeah. His knees ended up right in his sternum. Yeah, I mean, it could be that. So all of his weight going in there from that height could be something to do with it, but that's all speculation, really. Yeah, um, I think the only question is why would WWE not specify what the injury was unless it was something that... It was really serious. Yeah, unless it was yeah. something that questioned his long-term, um, long-term future within the WWE. Um, yeah, I hope I hope they use Luke Harper, and I hope they use him in a way that isn't connected to Bray Wyatt. Um, yeah, I, I the only but you're right. He should change. He should change his look. He should get rid of the best. Get rid of the jeans, the boots, the beard, the hair, and just revamp himself into something mm. completely different. Yeah, um, I mean, even put him under a mask if you have to. Um, just get a way of just find a way of getting rid of that association with Bray Wyatt because he is he is what if you put him under a mask with a beard and long hair <laughs> yeah that'd be cool that'd be cool you could call him um, you could call him L Average L Average Joe L Average Joe yes <laughs> uh, so um <laughs> Obviously, Kevin Owens' heel turned on SmackDown while we're on the SmackDown subject. Um, there's, yeah, it's uh, nothing's really been, nothing's really kind of happened on that front other than the obvious kind of heel turn from Kevin Owens and obviously a bit of back and forthing um, on Twitter with the New Day. Um, thoughts on Kevin Owens becoming a heel again? Uh, going back to um, Daniel Bryan being injured, the only reason why they've done it is because they don't have a top heel, so they're putting him in that position. Mm. I mean, obviously, uh, so they did that. They, yeah, carry on. I mean, obviously, Dave Meltzer's come along and echoed that exact thought. Um, it's you know, along with several other kind of obvious points, because it's Dave Meltzer. Um, but yeah, I, I, Kevin Owens is so reliable as a heel, um, and it's a shame. Yeah, but he's it's one of those. It's one of those. He's a great worker, um, very much like um, very much like say Mister Perfect or similar. It's it, the only problem is is that it puts him on the it puts him perpetually on the mid card um, because a great he's he's a good enough heel to pull out great matches whenever you want him, but not necessarily a good enough heel to be a draw that people hate. Um, to that degree because he's never given enough time with the title to create that level of hate. He's always a transitional champion. Um, there was the revelation um, that pretty much you already knew was going to happen. You already said this was coming way back on a Royal Rumble episode. Um, 
But um, just to quote um, Dave Meltzer, WWE had baby faces vignettes for Owens um, that featured his son back in February. And the plan was for Owens to return to work as a baby face, not for him to return and then turn heel. The original plan was for Owens to return as a guy next door who ate junk food, had the same problems as everyone else and had kids, but could beat people up. Um Oh, it, yeah, I mean, what, what I said was yeah. family man fighting for his family. So basically the same exactly thing. Exactly the same thing. Kind of on the same exactly line. the same thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, to be fair, that's one of my favourite um, elements of his of um, that character. And it's always been one of my favourite elements of the reality um, side of Kevin Owens' character when you see him on um, any kind of reality, um, in any kind of reality context on the network. He's always kind of comes across as that, so it would be closer to him. Um, Owens was even given the Stone Cold Stunner as a finisher to help with the babyface gimmick. Um, Melts continues. Um, it was noted that WWE tested the Stunner out with Raw and SmackDown Women's Champion Becky Lynch at live events before giving it to Owens. Um yeah, do, yeah. do you think the stunner makes the man? Doesn't the man make the stunner? Well, <laughs> chicken or the egg? <laughs> Velociraptor. <laughs> no, it's just words. <laughs> what came first, chicken or the egg? The Velociraptor. Yeah, no, that's that's that is very very fair. Um, <laughs> and who was the Velociraptor? Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, I think we've summed that up. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Been a bear up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I mean, that pretty much sums up everything that you said in regards to Kevin Owens back in Royal Rumble. You heard it here first, guys, um, on the JFABE network. Um, yeah. Not much more to say about that. Unless you do. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, be- I think you killed me, Rich. <laughs> yeah. Moving on um, to the um, NXT UK, although of it. Ooh, are we moving on from SmackDown? Unless you've got more to say on SmackDown, that's that's kind of what I was asking. Oh, I thought we meant more on the whole Kevin Owens situation. I didn't mean think you meant about SmackDown. Oh, well, it sounds okay. like there is more more in regards to SmackDown, then. Please feel free to enlighten me. Yeah. Uh, SmackDown. So we had um, Andrade and um, Vega move over to Raw. Yep. And Fox have asked for them to move straight back to SmackDown. Ah. So now, um, so obviously, and- Andrea got his win against Finn Balor, which seemed to be like putting him over for the new brand because Finn Balor was moving over to SmackDown. Mm. But now they're going to end up having a feud that, uh, for the IC title on Fox's request, basically. That makes sense, actually, um, to some degree, from a from a pure business and demographic position. Um, Fox, obviously, will have a list of the WWE SmackDown roster um, because, obviously, the SmackDown roster in its current um, state, as it were, will pretty much reflect... Um, will pretty much reflect everything um that they've got to expect if you actually look at it if they're going to be putting in billions of dollars into a company then they're going to have to listen to them basically yeah i mean um so as a result from their perspective they probably they probably tested um they probably market tested their audiences they probably know exactly what kind of when you really think about it there's not actually that many people with andrade's background um who are 
you know, on 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 SmackDown as a roster. It's not actually that level of diverse. And you've got to remember that he will play very well with the um, Latino audience that Fox does have, at least as an entertainment platform. Exactly. Um, and they've obviously looked at looked at the current roster and not seen anything else. Um, I could very easily go through the SmackDown roster, but I'm looking at it now. I can't see a single person um, who would fall under that category um, who isn't either in a mask um, and also inactive due to knee surgery um, or... Yeah, no, he, he is literally he is literally the token Latino from what I can see, um, other than Epico Cologne, who is not on TV. Not on TV. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you can see big things coming for him. Um, mm. I can see him taking the IC title. I can see him being pushed into the main event because of this. Yeah, um, and he has all of the he has all of the skills um, and all of the mic skills as well um, to portray that portray that f- not necessarily foreign but kind of that that kind of um well i suppose to portray that foreign kind of fighter coming in and and kind of reaching for the gold um that obviously if you were trying to tick that demographic box um you would want to go for you he he could play an honest cross section of the um of the um mexican and latino kind of kind of area um much more kind of i mean if if that's what they were going for i mean grab lax from tna faction with andrade you know lw LWO, <laughs> the LW. I think I think um you've got to remember that the lwo stick has been um on wwe um has been on um, WWE before, um, obviously with the um, with the um, other faction that they had um, that was very similar to that. Um, and you've also <laughs> I can't remember their name now, um, but you, that, house party. no, 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 the guys who rode who rode, who rode lawnmowers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was like super crazy. Um, mm. Super crazy and psychosis and somebody else. Mm, I think I think the biggest problem with the Latin American exchange um, is that <laughs> there is a large kind of connotation of like um, gang culture in their imagery yeah, um, yeah, yeah and i can understand why if they are going for a more sports-like presentation with the smackdown brand they would want to kind of they wouldn't want, they to, want to divorce it from the from the impact like kind of thing. yeah um from they want to kind of separate themselves from something like lucha underground which also has large elements of um, mexican gang culture as part of its ongoing storylines or at least did have last time i bothered to watch it um and you'd want to separate it from impact where that um where that is strong element of the heel imagery used there if they go for that kind of presentation wouldn't that just be more of a njw njw what am i about new japan pro wrestling um, kind of feel. Um, although it would, um, I think they're probably more aiming for New Japan Pro Wrestling than they are necessarily aiming for Impact in regards to if if the WWE SmackDown product has to has to ape something, then I think they'd much rather have um, Los Incognables de Americas um, against LAX um, <laughs> in regards to what their what the branding of their of their of their um, f- 
factions look like. That would be my thoughts anyway. Or just, you know, keep them as Andrea and Vega and, and, and Vega. keep them doing Well, their... yeah, I mean, he's he's got that sports, he's got that kind of sports image. Um, he looks like a competitor. He looks like a competitor on a wrestling show who happens to be um, Latina of heritage. Um, he Latino of heritage, sorry. And she looks Latina of her- heritage. Um, he doesn't look like a Mexican gangster who is using wrestling as a front um, for a um, cartel-led drug empire like Conan does. Did you see my point? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, they are a, a multi-billion dollar company, so probably do want to stay away from all the gang culture that goes with the, the stigma sometimes. Yeah, well, I think, I think they can um, have it, but it kind of takes away from the believability of the product um, at the end of the day. Um, if he looks like a Mexican competitor on a legitimate sports show, then, but, the, then the sports show looks legitimate. But, but even saying that, Fox are asking for a more edgier product. Edgy is fine, but you can be edgy without ne- without necessarily um, without necessarily making it unrealistic. And I think that's I think that's where we have to kind of draw the line. You wouldn't get, for instance, um, if Conan was a football player, he wouldn't rock up in he wouldn't rock up in um, a leather jacket and a bandana. He would rock up in he would rock up in football gear. Do you see what I mean? Um, whereas wrestling is a different kind of culture, and I think removing some of the more unrealistic, non-sports-like elements of that would involve making sure that there wasn't an undead person on SmackDown, make sure that there wasn't a, a vampire or a zombie or a Mexican gangster as a, as a legitimate competitor in something that is effectively a sports cast. You can't you can't put Conan on straight after um, straight after LeBron James on sport on um, you know Fox News on Fox Sports News. Oh no, I didn't mean bring Conan over to SmackDown. I just I just meant the other. Oh two. yeah, no, I know, I know what you mean, but I'm just kind of I'm talking about the image. Um, Ortiz and and the other one. Yeah. <laughs> to, I, well, yeah, obviously. Um, I, I think it's um, Loki's involved somewhere. Is he not? I don't know. Uh, no, no, he's not. No, no, he used to be. Um, he's in MRW now. Homicide, so Ortiz, Santana, Diamante um, are the current guys. Yeah, I, I yeah. think they're just probably a little bit too. Um, they're just probably a little bit too um, nonsensical when it comes to sports presentation. I don't think you could have them running their current gimmick. Um, in between the sports, in between the football results and the and the NBA results, um, um, you know what I mean. You couldn't do it, but you could yeah, have Andrade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I get it. Yeah. I get it. From from a Fox Sports presentation, <laughs> yeah. wise on the Fox on the Fox Network, watching Fox Sports One and Fox Sports Two, it generally wouldn't work. I guess. Yeah. I guess. So I, I think you're going to see more of that, um, and that's probably going to control um, a lot of the characters that you see going over. If you do look at the actual. If, when we do look at the actual um, roster as it stands, it's the big stars, and it seems to be seems to be a lot of people who are who are kind of of that kind of leaning. Apollo Cruz, um, Daniel Bryan, Alistair Black. Um, you know, Alistair Black makes sense, but then he brings he brings at least some of that. Culture. He was on Raw. They've just completely switched him. Oh, have they? <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was. He wasn't announced at all. I think he was just on Raw. Oh, okay, fair play. I think they were both meant to be on Raw. Ricochet still there, but yeah, they split them up, haven't they? So hmm. no more tag team for them. Ah, I think we should move on from that, really. Yeah, uh, <laughs> moving forward, um, is there anything I else? I think we on should. Um, yeah, yeah, about? yeah. Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch. Yes. Becky Lynch, um, coming out of SmackDown, has said that she will face, after Charlotte beat Bailey, uh, will be facing Charlotte at Money in the Bank and also mm-hmm. Lacey Evans in separate matches. Uh, Lacey for the Raw Women's title and Charlotte for the SmackDown Women's title in one night. <sighs> Becky can do it. Becky can do it, but the way I see it, she'll face Charlotte first, beat Charlotte, and then she would have had one match already, which weakens her up for, for for Lacey. Lacey ends up with the woman's right and pins her. Um, yeah, I I understand that. I could see um, I could see Lacey following that match immediately. I could see her pulling strings to follow that match immediately, or vice versa. Well, she just um, walked down the ramp, won't she? <laughs> she normally yeah, does. Yeah. I mean. I could see, for instance, um, her walking down the ramp to interrupt um, to interrupt Charlotte Flair. Yeah, um, that, and that match, Charlotte Flair getting the pin on Becky Lynch, um, Charlotte Flair winning, and then Lacey immediately entering the match with a stunned Becky Lynch, who then paced the crap out of her and beats her, um, and then you get Becky and Charlotte both with titles. Um, that also wouldn't surprise me. However, what I would like to see happen is to see her win both of those matches. Yeah, and that yeah, become yeah. Her that, gimmick. that would be that'd be the one. I mean, how far can you carry that? I mean, SummerSlam Survivor Series. You could carry it to WrestleMania if you really wanted. Um, however, what you would need is someone like Asuka or someone like that to go on an absolute hot streak from about Survivor Series onwards until it was inevitable that they fought for that title. Um, a la um, Becky Lynch the previous year. Yeah, I get what you're saying, but she's stuck in that tag team, isn't she, with Kyrie Sane and Paige as their manager? Hmm. Of course, what you could always do is um, just have her hold both the titles and keep them warm until Ronda Rousey comes back and um, beats her for both of them. Apparently, she's injured. Congratulations. When she do? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, sorry. I couldn't resist. Um, What's the injury? Don't know. (laughs) Didn't really say. Just said she's injured. Okay. Um, I guess it might be something to do with that spit on the outside, which landed on a on her neck. Could be mm-hmm. that, um, like a shoulder neck injury. And that's speculation from me, but it was a yeah. nasty, nasty fall. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, it was a oh. really nasty fall. Um, she Someone has else pa- that's um, injured at WrestleMania. Uh, did you know that Nia Jax was injured uh, uh, with both yeah. AC- ACLs torn? Yeah, she has just posted a, t- um, a Twitter pic over the last couple of days um, after having her surgery of her relaxing on her bed with her dog. Um, no, of course, I don't mean Tamina Snooker. I mean her actual dog. Uh... <laughs> 
<laughs> I am not cutting that out. You are on fire today. <laughs> I am indeed. Uh, but yeah, so she's apparently um, she's apparently been able to take a few steps post. Yeah, she, she's she's walking with with aids, but that's not normal apparently for the time that she's um, just had surgery and she's been able to do that. I know. But hopefully she doesn't come back too soon because obviously people are coming back too soon with ACL tears, more prone to it. So if she comes back too quickly, it can tear again quite easily. Yeah, I think I think it's a good idea to keep her off TV long enough that people slightly forget about her so that when she does eventually return, she returns at an opportune moment for people to go, oh God, I forgot she was even still on the roster. And obviously... <laughs> At that point, that, at that point, it's perfect to get heel heat, though, is it not? I guess I so. Mean, but would she when, be coming back as a singles competitor, or would they keep her Tamina? Keep Tamina on TV. Well, if they don't keep her with, if they keep her with Tamina, then that means Tamina's going to be off TV until the ACL tear is sorted. So, which she is, so she's off TV. <sighs> I don't think they need. I don't think they need Tamina at this stage. I think the only reason why Tamina hasn't been released is because they don't want her competing with Nia Jax on um, a larger on a larger scale cross company. Because obviously, if she ended up in AEW or somewhere like that, then she could potentially be booked in the correct way and light that type of federation on fire. Um, and I think they're going to avoid doing that, so they're just going to keep her on the shelf. Um, yeah, freezing her, just freezing her in a basically. Yeah. Thing. You've got the other, you've got the other simple <laughs> fact that if she does go elsewhere, she might start using the snooker name, um, which WWE are dead against being associated with anything. Does she not use? Did not call it to mean a snooker anyway? No, she hasn't been called just snooker in years. Yeah, she does. She does all of the snooker shtick, but they don't actually ever mention snooker at all. Um, and yeah. haven't done since his um, since his indictment from, indictment for murder. <laughs> Just gonna look that up. May take me a while. See so if you want to carry on talking. <laughs> cool. Um, while we're on the subject of um, women, are we are we done with SmackDown? Uh, Any well, other thoughts came out on SmackDown? SmackDown? Don't think anything else came out of SmackDown. Really did it? No. Cool, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Done with that one. We're yeah, done with cool. SmackDown, everyone. <laughs> SmackDown portion of the show is over, 52 minutes in. Um, so, while we're keeping on the um, the women's division for a little while, obviously this week was the um, was the fourth Worlds Collide of the post-WrestleMania season, which is um, women from all three brands um, that have women, um, well, in fact, four brands that have women um, facing out matches at WrestleMania Access. Um, did you see any of these? The Women's World what? Collide special. Yeah, I watched it the other day. Well, I think I watched some of it the other day. How was I it? I watched it a little bit the other day. Um, first match was Kaylee Ray versus Can... Yeah, Kaylee Ray versus Candice LeRae. Yeah. Uh, very confusing. Uh, that was a fucking great match. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, really enjoyed it. Um, whilst I was watching it, I fell asleep with Vega versus um, Pippa Viper. Very, d- so, very well done, Vega and Pippa. Um, I think it's because it's late at night. To be fair, when I started oh, okay. watching it, been at work since eight. You know, it is. Um, yeah, so I need to watch the rest of it. But okay, it was basically cool. going to be a Pippa Viper squash match. I don't think 
WWE are interested in using Vega for the talent that she can actually be. And they're just using um, the ballet. But that's fair enough. I if think, she's, if I that's think, just, they're fine with that, then if she's fine with that, then I guess it's okay. Yeah, I mean, I think with somebody, you've got to remember with someone like um, Vega, she's never been used in that context before within the WWE. We do know that she is a talent, but she's never really had a good run as a female wrestler. With the amount of talent there is and the amount of value she adds to somebody like Andrade, um, at the moment it's fine for her to be um, in that position. I think um, you could eventually, when Andrade starts running out of steam, you could have a breakaway. You could have, a, have her Lita moment, as it were. Um, and kind of break into the women's division. And I think um, they're fine to just sit on that for a while. Wrestling is a wrestling is a um, entertainment medium where people sometimes spend time on the bottom and sometimes spend time on the top. If you've got somebody who you know is a talent and you're just kind of sitting on that for a little while, that's not necessarily a bad thing um, because it just means that you've got an extra person to kind of pull out um, when you need it. Kofi Kingston, a great example of that. Um, over the past couple of over the past couple of months, so. Um, but it is big... just Tamina. You are correct. <laughs> I've had it yeah. there for a while. Yeah, yeah. That's. Um, you may notice that whenever she does climb up to the top ropes and do the snooker dive, um, Michael Cole does everything he can to not talk about Jimmy Snooker, <laughs> which is usually ironic because all the um, all the. For instance, um, The Rock had to do during Michael Cole's day was sneeze in a way that looked slightly like High Chief Peter Maivia and we'd get a full rundown of his entire lineage. Um, you know, the same with Roman Reigns, um, constantly, constantly talking about his um, relationship to the use and um, that whole family side. So, oh, yeah. Um, in Hawaii, there's Uso Championship Wrestling or something like that. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they're the championship lineage. wrestling. Yeah, this all goes back to um, this all goes back to what I mentioned a few weeks ago about um, the simple fact that all they have to do is turn like the larger family. All they have to do is turn up at a, a hotel to see um, one of one of the performers, and everybody from WWE creative who's got ties to them um, from the old days um, have to pretty much go and pay their respects at some point over that weekend because of their their lineage and how important they are. Um, so it just kind of happens. Um, very, very well respected. Um, moving on, while we're still on the subject of um, women, um, moving into the NXT UK space, the queen of the standing Texas cloverleaf, um, in my opinion, one of the best cloverleafs I've ever fucking seen, um, Rhea Ripley, this week had to apologize after using a homophobic slur on Twitch. Um <clears throat> Yeah. What so was while she, the slur, yeah. I've not actually. Well, know what while she, she said. was ga- while she was gaming, because she was on um she was on a um she was on a um, wrestling podcast where people play games, um, and she was gaming with other NXT superstars. Um, Ripley was tipped um, fifteen dollars by a viewer who asked to be insulted. Fans could pay fifteen dollars to receive an insult in Spanish or Australian, or pay twenty dollars to receive a compliment in Spanish or Australian. Ripley insulted the viewer by calling them a stupid motherfucking faggot. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. Um, 
so she tweeted shortly after that um, with the following, Demi Bennett speaking here. I know a lot of you are upset with me after tonight, but I just wanted to publicly say that I am sorry. My brain to mouth filter came down for a second and I forgot that some words are a big no-no to a lot of people. I'm a firm believer that everybody should be treated equally, whether that be via race or sexual orientation. With that said, I just wanted to say how dearly sorry I am to everyone that was offended by my choice of words tonight. Um, uh, this is going to happen. Um, this is going to happen in this day and age with the amount of exposure that these people have. Um, it was, yeah, poor choice of words, but my thoughts are just fucking move on. You know what I mean? Fair enough. Yeah, it's, it's, I think there are worse things that can be said and you know, in, in that kind of context, if it's just they go in the moment kind of thing, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if, if you're going to put that many people, um, on social media in kind of social media space, um, you know, especially when you're a large corporation like WWE, you're going to get this kind of thing. Yeah, it was a poor choice of words from her. I guarantee she's never going to do it again <laughs> because, of course, she won't. Um, but I think... Have along a job. With, yeah, yeah. I think with the... Um, I think with the... Um, with the whole um, Nigel McGuinness thing and other things that have happened, I... I, I just say people need to maybe not hold people to as high a standards as they do. Granted, she shouldn't have done it, but at the end of the day, you know, I I, I think my only real frustration is this is, a wind your neck environment or not? <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no. I I don't I think she's I think she's done a I think she's done a I think she's done an admirable job an admirable job of kind of apologising about it. There wasn't a massive hoo ha about it. Um, I think it would be an entirely um, different different situation had she have used um, the N word, for instance. Yeah. Um, and I can but still say, it's kind of still on the same level. Of... It is it is on the same level. Um, I will say. Um, personally on as a as somebody who is um a very kind of happy active gay man um i think the fact that this is the reaction for the f word and there'd be a different reaction if it was the n word kind of says that maybe people should look at how they treat social media as a whole and kind of maybe they should be more forgiving um of certain certain situations of a lot more and less forgiving in others. Um, I, should the punish because there are there are obviously still going to be people on Twitter who are going to be demanding that she loses her entire livelihood and never works again in the industry. You know that's bound to happen in this kind of situation. I kind of feel it's a bit 1984 to have a situation where somebody can make one mistake and say one thing incorrectly, um, granted in a public forum, um, and then immediately be, you know, working at McDonald's for the rest of their life. To me, that's kind of absurd. So, yeah. so what you're saying is that she's apologised. So things to move on. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. basically, um, I, you know. 
please don't use that word, Ripley. But, you know, she did. Move on. Um, words, uh, the world's still standing. It's not like she passed a law saying that we should all be stoned to death. Looking in your direction, exactly. yeah. Burma. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, um, that's really the. Is only that thing. a wine genetic moment? That's a wine genetic. Yeah, moment, that's right? that's a wine genetic moment. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, no, I, you I, know, you want to say it. <laughs> oh dear me, dear me. What is it? Is it Burma? Is it? Something like that. Burma, um, Burma. Do 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 do. Um. um um, oh, it's Brunei. I do apologize to the good people of um, Burma. It is, in fact, Brunei. So I'm going to say this and get myself completely banned from an entire country as I do it. Um, where are we? What's, what's the, who's, who's the head of state there? Who is the head of state of Brunei? Answers on a postcode, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> because it matters so very... Ah, there we go. Um, so the Sultan of Brunei, um, Hassanai Bolkai, I officially am telling you, wind your fucking neck in, mate. Wind it in, mate. Wind it in. Wind it, wind wind it, it all the, the way fuck in. in. Yeah, there we go. There we go. That is that is it. I've disrespected an entire country there. Um, <laughs> well, just just that guy, you know. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, go fuck yourself, you bell end. Right then. Um, NXT. Uh, not much coming out of NXT at the moment. Gorgano had a good showing, I believe, on the latest episode of NXT. Um, did he win? He did. Excellent. That's all I know. I haven't watched it yet. This ah, is something I, I haven't, haven't watched, watched this week. <laughs> I haven't watched it yet either. So, I mean, maybe we should do a, a bit more of an in-depth NXT catch-up next week. Um, we can but, do, but there's, there's yeah. a rumbling. There's a rumbling going off. Uh, oh. we, we could see uh, Roderick Strong um, being excommunicated with uh, Undisputed Era. Oh. But Why so? Because of this. Um, I'm not too sure. I would need to watch it. I'm just looking at something now. It doesn't give me much information. Okay, um, cool. So, yeah, once we've watched it we can touch on that next week yeah yeah i mean when, NXT, I'm, in, when I'm in london maybe maybe in perhaps. london <laughs> i mean nxt tell the stories um on a kind of much longer scale um than raw and smackdown i think that does them a lot of favors at times so i usually end up having a kind of three or four kind of week catch up at once um and then alternate between the three um minor or lesser brands of wwe i shouldn't be saying that because they'd hate me for saying it but still um you know so yeah um i i am looking forward to seeing that um big news coming out of nxt live or the biggest news coming out of nxt is um an nxt live show where a referee broke his leg um, and managed to finish the show. Um, so he counted a three count. I mean, another referee did come out to to finish the match for him, but he was still there in the ring, and he did count to three, so he stayed there to do that count. Yeah, guy's a crazy legend. I mean, yeah. come on, his name's Tom Caster. Tom Caster. Um, that's the one. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, and he was there to do the three count at the end. If you look at a picture of it, it looks like it's broken in two places. It's twisted and it's all nasty. It's crazy. Um, I haven't had the ability to see that. Um, Tom Caster, let's have a He's look lying at on his right side and the left leg that's sticking in the air just looks like it's broken in two to three places and it's twisted and it's all kinds of wrong. Hmm. I'm, I'm struggling to sit. Oh, Christ. Yeah. <laughs> holy yeah. crap I mean I tried to watch a video to see where it happened but it, you can't really there's, there's no angle on that there's many videos posted on it um, but yeah it's it's really bad isn't it that is horrendous what a um, crazy legend he is just be, to stay in the ring just to count on that three not count. only that but I mean the the one picture which is kind of, this is the picture that's appeared on Google News so if, you, if you just come Tom Caster breaks leg and search the images if you, if you actually search for it he actually seems to be into the match he's almost smiling um, I mean maybe that's adrenaline but my god that is one hell of a break that is almost a Sid style break and the fans are just like yeah. well whatever <laughs> it's wrestling happens it's all right it's yeah. <laughs> wow um yeah just no. like that guy that pretty much died inside the ring of smackdown yeah that happened that's really sad which what were we talking about uh, oh yeah so the segment the first segment where it was roman reigns uh, shane mcmahon and elias um someone oh. near the front um was getting cpr treatment um yeah at the, in the crowd Mm. Uh, yeah, I believe yeah. that whoever it was died, which is really sad. Um, no, no, um, he, he, he was in a stable condition. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, uh, no, okay, they, so they managed to stable. They managed to. He did die um, at ringside, and then they managed to um, resuscitate and stabilize him. Um, uh, but, okay. Yeah, it's a um, bit of an insane circumstance that one is. Um, yeah. Yeah, a bit weird. But no, he did die at ringside and then get resuscitated. Wow. It's yeah crazy isn't it um but no no um props to tom caster that's back to tom caster everyone <laughs> jake is going off into these weird tangents about something else <laughs> yeah it's cool. i mean beard <laughs> uh, any other thoughts on nxt at the moment not at the moment. I would need to watch it to really give my opinion. Fair play. Um, 205 Live. Um, what's going on in the world of 205 Live as far as you're concerned? Um, I haven't looked at anything. I'm not aware of anything. Without there being Billy Murphy and even uh, Cedric, it's taken a bit of a dip, I guess. Okay. Um, they've still got um, Bennett on the show, which is a massive high, but pushing forward, people have been there for a while at the moment. Um, so mm-hmm. they're doing that. Um, so you had Only Lorkin versus Devari. Um, Devari picked mm-hmm. up the win for the number one contendership. He's been undefeated um, for about a year or something like that. Um, he's going to face Tony Nice for the championship. Mm-hmm. I would love yeah. to see that be a barnstormer, but I think it's going to be a sleeper of a match. Yeah, that makes sense. Compared to, to, compared to where 205 was, has, was going, I feel like mm-hmm. it's going to take a step back. Let's say yeah. someone's like Mike Bennett or even a um, Adam Cole, possibly. Yeah. I mean, what I saw last time may have been Photoshop, so I may have been wrong about that. Um, mm. But for that to happen would be quite good. I mean, having those two at the top of the card against each other would be really mm. good to see. 
but yeah, I reckon Mike Mike Bennett could carry that that promotion if they're just given the chance. Yeah, when I say promotion, I mean sense. brand. But yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah. No. I can Obviously, see that I'm, I'm a Bennett Mark. What yeah, can I say? I mean, you seem to be a bit of a Bennett Mark, um, but that's you know not. I mean, I've seen some of it, and um, genuinely, I think he's he's all right. Yeah, quite happy. Not so, just all right. Yeah. Just mark out to him. Feel free. <laughs> <laughs> he seems all right. Yeah, he seems like a good wrestler. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Just from his expressions to his capability to his promos. The guy's got it. The guy knows yeah. what he's doing. Yeah, I mean he does, doesn't he? And and it's it's quite clear that um he's he's the perfect kind of guy to have sat in that kind of backup position in this kind of circumstance. Um, I do think there is going to be um, big things in his future, um, to be honest. Um, but it, it, with him being on 205 Live as a brand, um, that can sometimes hold people back in their career. Um, and he may he may eventually get to the stage where he ends up making a bigger impact um, elsewhere um, after realizing that there is a severe glass ceiling on top of somebody with his with his um, kind of physique and weight in the WWE, or you never know, he might be one of the, those one in ten kind of situations like Brian Danielson. Exactly. I used his real. <laughs> I used his indie name because we're a cool podcast. Right, <laughs> isn't it? It's Brian Danielson, and that's his real name. Brian Danielson. Oh yeah. no, I I I used his indie name, um, Brian Danielson. Brian Danielson. Danielson. Danielle Bryan. Let's just say Danielle Bryan. Let's look this up. It's Bryan Danielson is what they call him. No, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) It's seriously seriously not. Right. Bryan Danielson. It's spelled Danielson. And how do they pronounce it? Danielson. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, it's, it's, it's pronounced Danielson. It's pronounced, I was literally hearing somebody call him Brian Danielson the other day. Can't remember who that person was. Might have been me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, WWE um, also this week um, had the Shield final chapter um, that was filmed at um, Moline, Illinois. It was their Tax Slayer Center. Average ticket price was $56. Um, and the estimated live gate was 254576 um, The most unusual aspect of this show was that um, Elias was allowed to use the name Moline, Illinois twice. Um, WWE very rarely when they are showing films of house shows, unless it is somewhere historically relevant, like the Corn Exchange at um, NXT UK. Um, at least when it's a main brand special like that, don't usually say the name of the smaller towns. They certainly didn't for Starcade um, 1 or 2 um, or any of the other kind of events that they put on. Um, first match was Finn Balor versus Elias for the WWE Intercontinental Championship. Did you have any thoughts on this? Did you watch this show? I did watch this show. Yeah? Uh, it was all right, wasn't it? House show, it was halfway through as well. Yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't the whole house show, it was just like three matches, wasn't it? 
Yeah, yeah, it was an hour from the house. I mean, this isn't unusual for WWE. They do, they they did this with um, Starcade. Um, they showed half of a house show and called it Starcade. Um, and yeah, I don't think there's anything else to say about it um, other than why not just show the whole thing. Well, oh, no, that's it, because <laughs> <laughs> because that yeah yeah that, that, that's a they, segue <laughs> yeah that's that's quite a good segue I didn't know it was coming at all um, but I mean let's go with it that's because WWE <laughs> are thinking of introducing their next tier to the WWE network which of course will be um, will be a $15 price point where they potentially will show house shows um, as well as other premium content um or they're claiming premium content uh, i mean they were talking about putting on progress and icw into there so that could be a thing that happens yeah i mean it would need to be something like that in order for me to in order for me to buy into it i would do um, that if, I'm at all. <laughs> if that was the case uh, if it, if it was the case i would do that as well um but if what we're talking about is essentially um if what we're talking about is essentially every day there is two new house shows that are of the level of quality as an average wwe house show then it wouldn't be worth me putting that money out but they're also on about um giving you on the lower tier the top four pay-per-views and you would need to have the higher tier to have every single pay-per-view without having to pay for them well that is that's something i read months ago but that would be a big mistake on their part um, yeah, I, th- I think um, they need to go with the with the kind of premium and pro model, the silver and gold model. The, sorry, the gold and platinum model rather than the silver and gold model, as far as I'm concerned. Um, WWE Network is a value proposition. If the only thing they're offering of value on their lower tier is um, NXT, because I mean, they've got more NXT house shows with the. Um, like premium package, as it will, platinum package. That'd be quite good. Yeah, I mean, I'd look, I'd look into that. Um, I mean, I'll probably end up having to get it anyway because, um, obviously, obviously, what we do. Um, but yeah, in general, I don't, I don't know if it's a good move or not. I, I, I will be interested. Um, interested to see what they like. offer, basically. Yeah, I'll be interested to see what they offer, and it will show how much or how. I I don't. I think if they're adding value with an extra tier, that's one thing. If they're taking value away um, from the current tier in order to supplement the higher tier, then that's the business model that's going to bite them in the ass. Um, however, when I do offer those two potential options, um, why is it that I immediately think Triple H when I say adding value, and um, Vince McMahon when I think when I when I say removing value? Um, just a thought. Just a thought. And now back to the original point. So the match of Finn uh, <laughs> Balor and Elias it was okay. I don't quite remember it. Was right. it. Um, long story short, it ended in a roll-up. Um, the referee um, failed to count to three as Elias's shoulders were not fully on the match mat, but the bell rung anyway. Um, oh yeah, obviously... that's what happened. It was completely botched, wasn't it? Let's well, go over it again. Yeah, it was complete botch. Ending. Yeah, but I mean, at the end of the day, at least that referee won't be being fined, like some other referees. Like, for instance, um, the WrestleMania 35 finish, where the referee was fined for doing his job. Um, 
yeah, yeah, if you don't want botch finishes, WWE don't punish your workers for reacting to the situation. Um, Ember Moon and Bailey with the Riot Squad, relatively all right. How yeah. how yeah. can one feel about Bailey? You know, I don't know. She had a hell of a match with Charlotte on SmackDown. Yeah, hell of a uh, match. She 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 is she is a great singles competitor, um, and yeah, with with no kind of. With nothing kind of moving on this situation. There was no Mrs. Nice Bailey. She was like all in her face. It was great. Good. I'm glad. Is she? Uh, do, do you reckon they're turning the? Um, do, do you think they're turning the? Um, hugger off. Hugger, hugger off. Yes, and making her the scowler. Exactly. <laughs> the puncher. Hmm. <laughs> they get in your face, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I mean, Michael Cole kind of laid laid seeds to this in this match because he did acknowledge Bailey's rough reaction, um, and that leads me to believe. Well, that leads led everyone to believe that she's starting to be turned heel. Of course. Um, yeah. So. Well, Corey yeah. Graves, do it. Yeah. Turn her heel yeah, and see what happens. Because at this point, she's going <laughs> nowhere. So. They might as well give her a bit of a switch up and see what happens. I think I would be interested to see her as a heel. Um, she's not had that opportunity before, and I think her as a bitter kind of um, it's gonna, heel. It's going to crush all the huggers, all, all those kids. What about Paul? It What's the indeed. face from NXT? It is indeed, but then at least our um, beard and bear logo um, will not need to be rejigged again. Um, because it currently does look like one of her t-shirts accidentally and inadvertently by myself when I was designing it. So, Are we going to yeah, get a new logo? I don't know. I don't fucking I mean, know anymore, I mean, you know, Jay. Jay Faye presents the Beard and Beard uh, Power Hour. I know. Why are we... What, uh, we should just stop changing our names. We should just stay... I don't know. I don't know. That's... that's let's take that offline. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us what you think, guys. I mean, uh, yeah. Tell tell us what you think. Someone, <laughs> anyone, anyone wants to should we you know, be just J Fabe Network presents Bed and Bear Power Hour, or should we I, just I, be Bed and Power Hour, or just J Fabe? I mean, who cares at this stage? Me. People know who we are. <laughs> <laughs> I get. I think we should be J Fabe Network presents, as you right. announced at the start of the show. Well, yeah, I mean that's where I'd go with it at this stage. I think um I think that opens up um that opens up the brand to um potentially have other things appearing on the network. Um rather than rather than it simply being one show. Um but I mean we're talking very long term um overall. We are. We so are. we'll we'll, we're still we'll starting have to out, see. So. Apparently so. <laughs> um <laughs> Judging by our numbers. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Right then. So, Emma Moon, um, she's, yeah, one. She did the flippy stunner. Um, (laughs) Yeah. She won. It's all right, match. What more can you say? What can you say? Serviceable. Total Eclipse. And then, of course, it's called. And then, of course, we had the Shield with Baron Corbin, Drew McIntyre, and Bobby Lashley. Yeah, pretty much the same match as they've always done, except they didn't do the three guys. Um, it was better. Three guys I thought it was better than the one that you put on last time with those guys. I thought it was better. Yeah, that's fair. I thought it was mm. put well together. It didn't have as much time, and I think that helped it. 
Mm. Um, Bobby Lashley almost dropped Dean Ambrose on his neck. Um, on obviously. <laughs> yeah. This prompt a um, this prompted a large amount of that could have been Dean Ambrose's final chapter jokes on Twitter. Um, so well done, Bobby Lashley. Such a good worker. Yeah. He is, he is really, really good. I'm he's really gone down in my there. books recently. I mean, I was really high on him, like, coming in. I was like, yes, Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley's going to fucking take it. He's going to be champion. He's going to be top guy. And then he's just turned out to be a massive flop, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, do you... Um, do you think so much hope is, for him. Um, so much hope. But it could be booking-wise, though. So, I mean, he's got the well, talent. do you think... Do you think that this could potentially have been um, partly due to um, impact slash TNA slash whatever the fuck they're called? Um, maybe covering some, um, patching over some of his flaws due to it being taped? That is a very good point. I mean, he was on SmackDown um, when he was in his first run with the WWE and that was taped at the time. So that could be what we're seeing is that he's he's maybe not quite as capable in front of a live audience as we've been giving him credit for. I may have just cracked it. I may have cro- cracked the Lashley code. Cracked the Lashley code and crushed beard all at the same time. <laughs> well, I like to I like to do my job um, here. <laughs> I like to do my job in here and crush people. Just, just crush them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> don't care who they are, do you? Do you bear? No. Do you bear? You don't care, do you? No, no, <laughs> definitely don't. <laughs> so yeah, all in all, I, I like that WWE are putting these things on. Um, yeah, yeah, it's all right. Uh, there's so much WWE news at the moment, and so much WWE content. It's um, you know, there's a lot for us to talk about in this kind of thing. But I do like it when they do put this kind of show on. Um, hey bear. I think it gives us a hey nice bear. glimpse of hey something. Why your neck in? All right. <laughs> 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 Moving on, um, WWE are already cashing in on the Firefly Funhouse, um, of course, by producing a Firefly Funhouse t-shirt. Um, other big news at the moment um, is that they are also now finally selling the wooden Daniel Bryan Championship replica belt. Um, Jay, how much would you pay for that? How much would I pay for that? What in trees? Yeah. No, just just in actual money. <laughs> um, I'm imagining it's sent for about four fifty, isn't it? I asked how much you would pay for like 100. it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you just shut your mouth because it is three hundred and sixty-four pounds for a belt made of wood. Might I add that all of the other belts that are on there at the moment are currently on offer, so it is now the most expensive belt. That's good. Are you going to buy one? Because I remember you saying you really want to buy one. At that price, I would I would rather have my eyelids removed. Well, I'm sure if you went somewhere um, to do that, you could probably get it done cheaper. Probably. Probably, I could probably get a I could probably get a shitty hemp belt with wood engraving on it cheaper. <laughs> I could probably I could probably go to I could probably go to a Sunday market and um, get somebody to make one for me for about forty quid. 40 quid. I mean, it is just wood at the end of the day. <laughs> I don't know, mate. You said, I really want to buy one of those. 
yeah, I'm not going to pay that okay, amount for one enough. of those. Um, yeah, I mean, we're talking if I'm a millionaire kind of money, um, and that like is it's it's more expensive than a PlayStation Four. So there you go, and it's and it's just a piece of wood hanging off some hanging off some bits. So maybe maybe not. Um, <laughs> yeah, all the network news. <laughs> Um, WWE um, recently released um, in their Hidden Gems collection a rare clip um, of Ted DiBiase and Jake Roberts. Um, they are facing each other at Mid-South Wrestling's WrestleFest event on April 27th, 1985 at Skelly Stadium in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, they have also uploaded the entire event, um, which um, runs close to about two hours, but that is a highlight match. Um, this is on the back of previously um, last week when they show when they added a match between um, Ted DiBiase and the Miracle... Um, what's his name? What's his name, Jay? Mike Bennett. The Miracle Mike Bennett. Thank you very much. I'm glad you remembered that. Um, this is on the back of StarCast 2, WWE releasing a very, very rare match um, between him and Bret Hart at StarCast 2, um, which is interesting that they've managed to take this rare piece of footage and show it to a convention audience at StarCast, um, which says maybe they're not quite as um, not quite as anti-StarCast as people were making out during the Undertaker's appearance at WrestleMania. Um, you know, Vince McMahon was apparently absolutely livid that the Undertaker was appearing at StarCast, yet not so livid that he wouldn't give Bret Hart a copy of his match against, against Mike Bennett. So someone's talking bullshit and it smells like the wrestling audience. Do you know when I said Mike Bennett? Yeah. The miracle Mike Bennett. That's yeah. Mike Bennett. It's not, it's not Mike. Oh yeah, bollocks. <laughs> well, what's his name I'm then? Finding what's out this, now. I'm on the network name? now. I'm gonna have a look. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> You're the worst co-host ever. <laughs> you are actually the worst. I am not the worst. I'm awesome. You. All you do is interrupt me and take the piss. <laughs> Only on this episode. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, let's let's talk about let's talk about let's talk about this show. Um, so we're going to talk about this show, and you're like, yeah, you know what's really good? This completely different thing. Yeah, I was going to apologise about this after the podcast because <laughs> I realised I was doing no, no, it. Too late, too late. I'm calling you out in front of everyone. I don't care. Oh, you're the worst. You're the worst. <laughs> I'm just beard. Sorry, I don't know who I am anymore. <laughs> just dear <laughs> me. Uh, um, yeah, I, I don't know his name, so I'm just gonna cut that bit out. And cool. all the rant too. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I'm gonna have right. to. You made me sound like I couldn't identify Mike Bennett. So. <laughs> <laughs> Hey Beard. Hey Bear. What do you like doing with your Sundays normally? Go to work. <laughs> well, you just shut your mouth because that is over. Now you can go to work and instead of doing your job, you can listen to the Beard and Bear Power Hour. 
whilst at work. Whilst at work, or, or never know. Or, or on the bus, or or or, or what are on the in the bath? What? Yeah, on the in the bath, in the bath, go on the sofa, on the sofa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In um, your bedroom, on a roller coaster, on an aeroplane, um, in in maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah. Train, possibly. whilst wrestling. Whilst wrestling. Whilst wrestling. Yeah. Randy Orton. Randy Orton likes to listen to Beard. This is definite fact. <laughs> I'm going on record saying Randy Orton listens to Beard and Bear while he's shitting in bags and while he's in the ring. At the same time. Beard and Bear power hour. Power hour. Yep. Beard and Bear out. Beard and Bear out. Other internet news in regards to WWE, of course, um, is a recently released graphic, which Jay has only just brought my attention to. Jay, tell me all about this um, Money in the Bank um, six-way graphic that has apparently appeared. Yeah, so this has been floating around for the past couple of days. Yeah. Uh, we've got a graphic for Money in the Bank. Uh, so we've got Ricochet, Rey Mysterio, Cesaro, Drew McIntyre, Alistair Black, Andrade and Lars Sullivan for the Money in the Bank ladder match. Yeah. Seems quite interesting. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's two interesting elements to that. Obviously, the eight-man kind of element to that is quite interesting. Um, as is it, How long has it been going on where it's eight-man at Money in the Bank? I think um, for the past couple of years, to be honest uh, with you. Okay, because I, I, I'm still going back to the halcyon days of 10 years ago when it was six-man. Um, and I certainly like that format, but um, eight-man always felt a bit, a bit full to me. Um, certainly say that though um, that's going to be one hell of a match uh, yeah it is eight sorry I was thinking it was seven there for a second uh, yeah that's no, great because three of them have already been in a ladder match together so they know how to work with each other in a ladder yeah. match um, obviously Cesaro Rey Mysterio Drew McIntyre um, they're veterans so they could probably just add to that really um, Andrade Andrade, I believe, is going to be the wild card in this one. I think he's going to take it. Yeah, I could. I, I think mean, that's where his push may come into it. Touching back on what we were sense. talking about earlier. Yeah, that will make sense. If that is what we're talking about, if, if, if that is an element of the Fox kind of mentality, I mean, certainly having Fox come in um, and on the first night, someone like Andrade um, take the title um, with money in the bank thing i mean they've got to be wanting when fox does finally take over in october they've got to be wanting a fairly big title change pretty early in the booking yeah. um i mean that would be that would definitely be what i would be asking for i'd be saying new fox new new network new champion let's get somebody who represents um a large proportion of our audience um particularly one that maybe the other sports aren't necessarily as marketed to um, that to me will probably link into what we we're talking about earlier on in regards to demographics. What a match that'll be! Um, I mean, you've got the perfect kind of balance there. Um, you've got Rick, you've got the ex tag team um, partners um, f- fighting together um, in Ricochet and Alistair Black. That obviously works very, very interestingly during the first kind of ten minutes of a Money in the Bank match. Um, you've got. Cesaro there as a as a singles competitor um, for the first time in a long time, so it feels at least, um, which is quite which is quite 
a big draw in and of itself. Two of the two of the competitors from one of the biggest feuds of the last kind of year um, in Rey Mysterio and Andrade because that that feud got over just based on their ability alone. And then you've got Lars Sullivan as the as the um, Strowman slash Lesnar standing. Um, yeah, I mean with Lars Sullivan, I, I do think that there'll be on TV making out that he'll be the guy to take it. Mm. Um, but that's why I call Andrade the wild card, the one that will rise yeah. to the occasion, as they say. I think now, that ladder. now will be the right time to crown someone like Andrade. Um, I mean, Drew McIntyre could potentially get it as well. He would have a very good kind of position um, as the man holding the money in the bank, and that seems to be the popular um, opinion um, in a lot of areas um, and has been for quite a while that Drew McIntyre would eventually get a briefcase. But no, I agree with you. I think Andrade is the way to go, especially if they've moved him to SmackDown specifically um, after moving him to Raw. That to me would imply that they want. Big things are coming. Yeah, yeah, there has been some kind of deal worked out or something similar. Um, so, yeah, no, one hundred percent with you on that one. Any other awesome. thoughts on this? Do you reckon it's um, legit? Do you reckon it is a legit leak? Um, because obviously, I, I do have... hope I do hope it is, but obviously, you can never tell. Obviously, until yeah, I mean, happens. there was anything can change at any time. This is exactly it. There was that. Um, there was a couple of um, Survivor Series and I think Royal Rumble um, snapshots that appeared a couple of a couple of months ago that were shown to be um, absolute bunk when we actually got to the actual um <laughs> events themselves yeah, exactly. so this does kind of happen but then again we do see other things kind of happen that are contrary to that so sometimes the leak is correct sometimes it's not very interesting either way um so yeah quite exciting times um just while we uh, we've got one more piece of wwe news that I've, we've talked about um beforehand um but before we do go into that is, is there anything else from wwe this week um, that really needs discussing as they seem to be on full form when it comes to rumours and innuendo at the moment. Um, I mean, this is not even a rumour. This is fact. This is Dimilenko. He's quit WWE. Ah, uh, yes, of course. Um, Dimilenko has quit WWE. Um, I, yeah, it's an interesting, interesting situation, really, isn't it? Um, in regards to that, he's just reportedly quit. Um, this is according to Justin Barrasso of Sports Illustrated. Um, he's worked behind the scenes since retiring, um, but it's been noted by Sports Illustrated that he spent the past eight years as a road agent putting matches together and similar. Um, no word yet on what he has planned for the future. Um, what would your thoughts be? Obviously, speculation is um, All Elite Wrestling. Mm. That's the speculation from what I've read. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, all I've got here is Sports Illustrated. Again, uh, reports to Malenko has left WWE. No further details, like you said, provided yet. Uh, Pro Wrestling Sheet was able to confirm Malenko's departure uh, with their own sources, apparently. Um, so Malenko has really left the company. Yeah. That's, they... that's all they've got. They've got, they've got no... They've got, 
nothing on why he's left or they, what he's doing next, but the speculation would be yeah, World Elite Wrestling. Yeah, I mean, they, they speculate that the natural landing spot would be AEW because of his skill set. Apparently, his greatest strengths as an agent um, are said to be booking tag team matches and finding ways to feature shorter talent and using his technical knowledge um, and style of wrestling. Um, that is much different from WWE's usual style of wrestling. Um, do remember that obviously he's the son of legendary um, Boris Malenko, um, who had um, and has had runs with NJPW, ECW, WCW and WWE um, before retiring from the ring in 2001. Um, four-time WCW Cruiserweight Champion, two-time ECW World Television Champion, held several other titles. He would not look out of place um, in any kind of wrestling job. Um, he's not that great a mic man, so I can't really see him ending up on MLW, um, but certainly pretty much anywhere else. Um, obviously, I say um, I can't see him ending up with MLW because, of course, if you do end up in a backstage role at MLW, you also get a free podcast. So <laughs> <laughs> I can't see them. I can't see them snapping up that. Welcome to my podcast. I am D Malenko. <laughs> Today I we am are the go- Iceman, and this is my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Today we're going to talk about my favorite things. Let's start with white bread, plain. White pasta, plain. Steamed chicken. And dogs. <laughs> <laughs> the Dean Malenko sketch, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> obviously, some of that was speculative bullshit. Um, we are visiting <laughs> this week in bullshit now. Um, I am going to think of a theme tune. Uh, let's make it the Bugger Man's theme tune. There we go. Enjoy yeah, that. Yeah. 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 Doing good. Cool. Um, so, Remy Hardy um, this week had a hilarious tweet in regards to a situation that came up um, whilst WrestleMania weekend was going on. Um, so, I'm just going to read her tweets verbatim. Something super blur happened a few weeks ago, and I wasn't going to say any blur. Um, I wasn't going to say anything about it, but I'm still cringing, and so now you have to all hear about it. Um, this is what we look like, by the way, for context. It's important. It shows a picture of. Matt Hardy and her in a amazing kind of purple dress thing. Her hair is blonde and tinged with purple highlights on the tips. Um, after a few interviews about our kids, Home Arcade, WWE 2K, Hall of Fame inductees, etc., we came to our last interview on the red carpet. It's been a breeze up until now. How hard could these questions get, right? This interviewer compliments my hair by saying it was, quote, different or interesting or some other shady observation. Whatever, it's not for everyone. He then proceeds to turn to my husband and asks if he's attracted to me because I look like his brother. Wow. Yep, she goes on to say, so now I have no choice but to smile and nod for an interview with the man who just inquired if my husband was only sexually attracted to me because... Presumably, my hair reminded of him of his real life blood brother like 10 years ago. Uh, 
that's this week in bullshit. I don't think there's anything else we can say. I don't know. That. Some people just say things for shock factor, don't they? <laughs> yeah, it's not the way to do an interview, is it? Though, I mean, that's I'm I'm surprised Matt Hardy Matt Hardy didn't punch the guy's lights out. It's a ridiculous question to ask. Um, how do he you feel probably, about probably homosexual wanted incest, to. Matt? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, just ridiculous situation. Um, so, but he's like, got a job, can't kill him. <laughs> yeah. actually physically beat the crap out of this guy right now yeah so i mean it'll just go to his go-to when i've got a job solution of going home and doing shitloads of drugs wow <laughs> too much he's fast man he, he sorted himself out mm, yeah okay I, to be fair, he has. He's done a great job, as has Jeff. But, you know, I just thought I'd, I'd add it there for I was talking about Matt Hardy as well. Matt Hardy had a bit of a downward spiral. And he saw himself he really out. did. He really did. Um, yeah, he's... They've both done really well doing that. They, yeah, they fucked up, but they've they've owned it and they've, they've sorted themselves out. Mm. Yeah, no, you're entirely right. You're entirely right. It's... Um... It is actually interesting stuff. Um, and They're only human yeah, in the day. They both messed up, so... No, you're entirely right. You're entirely right. I mean, it's not like we haven't had... Um, it's not like we haven't all had issues in the past with various different um, shady and non-shady things. It's just it's just part of life at the end of the day. I, I'm, uh, just, just kidding, Matt. I still love you. We, we love you, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Matt. <laughs> um... <laughs> Right then, that pretty much rounds up WWE, um, and we are no less than an hour and 42 minutes in at this stage. <laughs> so we're doing really well here. Um, we may have to start, because if this starts, um, if we start off on this trend, because we are we are doing a, quite a bit at the moment um, in regards to how much we're cramming in, um, it's a bit like thumbing in a softie at the moment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we may actually have have to do an indie breakdown on another day um, in the future if, if if so much happens on the indies as well because there's quite a few interesting bits coming out of AEW. Um, the first most the first most interesting bit is that WWE. Um, well, well, I'm already going back into WWE now. Um, is that of course um, Triple H has taken um, credit for um, being the guy who released Gold Dust um, or the guy who was on on side in regards to that Dustin um, Reynolds yeah of course um, Dustin obviously is going face to face with um, Cody um, at um, Double or Nothing um, which I am very much looking forward to this match what do, what do you think about this match <clears throat> well <laughs> um, people may be excited for it I am not um, um, I think it's going to be a big part of shit to be fair um, it's going to be a big flop in my opinion really yeah I mean unless you do like a king of the road match okay <laughs> you don't want to do a king of the road match have you seen the king of the road match it's terrible I have no idea um, what king of the road match is <laughs> tell me all about the king of the road match apparently it was um, Dustin Reynolds last match in WCW um, I forgot who it was against but mm-hmm. they were on a lorry where there was Oh yes, yeah. It was the like... King of the Road match. I have, I have indeed seen that. That was from like Road Wild or some kind of ridiculous mess. Anyway, wasn't it? 
Yeah. Yeah. That's the one. I've forgotten how you win. You don't win by getting out of it. Um, no, it's something to do with ringing a bell. Ringing a bell. Ringing a bell. Yeah. That would be great. Um, I that think would Cody not could great. really do some would, innovative things. That would not things be great. That. that would be terrible. <laughs> uh, then, you, then, then what you need is a guy in a bear costume bouncing out of the um, bouncing out of the hay bales that are all over it. No, that could work. That could work. Yeah. Have this you is, seen? Go um, on. Sorry. Carry on. Have I seen? No, um, I was going to do a summary of new paint. Yeah, I was actually going to yeah. mention that. Um, his his paint on half of his face um, in red and black. Um, that's I, I like that. I I've always been a bit of a mark for Gold Dust. I mean, you know, the character himself um, is is one of us after all. Um, but <laughs> you know, he's he's, he's androgynous. He's not um, he's not homosexual. But now he's certainly he's certainly an interesting kind of. Um, He's an interesting character, and I've always liked that. And I like I've always liked Dustin, um, but not as a wrestler. So I'd be interested. To see. <laughs> uh, maybe he's going to back going to go back to like his Black Rain kind of sadistic character. That would um, be well, quite interesting. I mean, uh, his so... exact words is exact words have been that um, we are going to see all of him. Okay, no, that, so, that, that okay, that, that sparks interest in me because I know he can be a right sadistic bastard if he wanted to be. So, yeah, I mean something that brings together all of the elements of his various characters, or alternatively, maybe he was speaking literally, and we're finally going to get naked Dustin. I know you'd enjoy that. Yeah, it's like naked Midian, but naked Dustin. You'd probably enjoy that. I wouldn't say no. I mean, you know, I, I, I don't say no to an older man um, in many situations. <laughs> so, yeah, Triple H, um, this comes from the Wrestling Observer. Triple H has said that Vince McMahon was initially hesitant to release um, Dustin Rhodes from his WWE contract. Reports are that his son-in-law and company COO, Triple H, talked him into it. Um, Rhodes's agreement with WWE came to conclusion on January 19th, 90-day non-compete clause ending less than a week ago. Um, yeah, I, 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 I think you've got to let Dustin go. I think you have in that situation. He's definitely a Hall of Famer. You could um, say he's done his time. Hard yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you could say he's done his hard time. Um, it's certainly not been the quote. easiest run. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, I, I was wondering if there was a Big Boss Man reference in there, but nope, nope. You were just saying it's it was he had a hard run in WWE. He did. Um, Near the I think end, he yeah. did. I think he did well. I think I, I think it was a good run. Um, I think he was perfectly play, poised to be the character he was. He's clearly made a lot of money because there's a lot of gold dust merch that can be sold. Um, what more can you say? It's you know. He's done what he needed to do to sort out his family, and now it's time for him to move into a role where um, I think his talents will be better utilised, at least have more of an impact on WWE overall. Uh, sorry, on wrestling overall. Um, moving on from that, AEW um, haven't really done much else um, this week other than announce four new signings. Um, we've got Private Party, um, who are a tag team from New York City's House of Glory. Uh, ever heard anything of Private Party? Not really, to be honest with you. Fair play. Um, 
We've got um, Peter Avalon, who is a heel wrestler from California, um, mainly um, part of championship wrestling from Hollywood. Um, not really heard much of that. Have you? I've heard the promotion, but I'm not too familiar with it. Fair play. Um, but, of course, the big news is that Lever Bates, also known as Blue Pants of NXT, you, of WWE NXT, sorry, um, will also be appearing for AEW as a character known as The Librarian. <laughs> I cannot wait to see Blue Pants. She is my favorite meme um, to ever put on a pair of wrestling pants. Um, <laughs> What, she's what fucking, she's awesome. She's really good. I mean, she was going to sign with NXT. Didn't she get like um, an injury, which prevented her from doing that? And now, obviously, things have turned around, and she's now the librarian. Yeah, I believe she comes from. Um, wasn't uh, was that from? Um, that was from Women of Wrestling, wasn't it? That she she was the librarian. Okay, so they're just using that character. I think so. Um, don't quote me on that, um, but I'm pretty sure. Um, Why uh, yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, let's have a look. The librarian. Librarian. Um, wow. Um, women of wrestling. Women of wrestling. No, it looks like it's just a new gimmick for her. Uh, oh, okay. Let's have a look. Um, Lever Bates signs with AEW as the librarian. Um Nope. Um, nope, nope, no clue. Um, but yeah, um, there has been some confusion surrounding the librarian gimmick, um, though as um, Cody um, and Kenny Omega couldn't see this gimmick going over with male talent. However, Matt Jackson has disagreed um, and felt that Peter Avalon would fit the role um, and therefore has also posted a similar picture to Cody's Lever Bates is the librarian um, tag, except now with Peter Avalon as the librarian. Um, so it looks like looks like being the elite is um, where they are arguing over who gets that gimmick, <laughs> which is an interesting, <laughs> which is an interesting little sidestep there um, as well from our guys over at AEW so interesting times um, <laughs> our guys <laughs> uh, yeah yeah my boys I like man. it I like it I like uh, it I like it uh, NJPW um Wrestling Observer has reported that Kota Ibushi has signed a full-time contract committing to NJPW. This is after his one-off appearances as IWGP champion, um, culminating in his defeat of Zack Sabre Jr. Um, at last week's show. Um, I really? forget its name. Yes, I indeed. I did not know that. That's very interesting. Yeah, no, this is, this is very true. Um, I need to okay. catch up on my New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah, he's going into Dantaku by the looks of it, um, facing Tetsuya Naito in a um, in a final kind of blow off of that feud that they've had kind of under the radar. He had a great match with Zack Saber Jr. Um, last Saturday. Um, certainly one of the better matches um, of that card, to be honest. Um, according to the Wrestling Observer, Abushi is also claiming that it will be the final wrestling contract he signed. He's saying he has made a lifelong commitment to the promotion. Reports state that Abushi wants to bring more prestige to the Intercontinental title, much like his idols. 
Hiroshi Tanahashi and Shinsuke Nakamura did when they headlined Wrestle Kingdom, battling over the prestigious championship. Um, Kota Ibushi as the next as 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 NJPW's John Cena. Um, what would you say to that? John Cena. Really? Uh, well, as his as his face of the company, that's what I'm saying. Oh, um, okay, right. Karabushi okay. as the face of NJPW. And... No, that that makes perfect sense. I mean, I was saying on one of the earlier podcasts that he is the guy to bring um, New Japan Pro Wrestling into the forefront of the American market. Um, everyone's yeah. familiar with him. Everyone likes him. He's been on the WWE TV. Um, he's been on the Cruiserweight champ- the Cruiserweight um, tournament, wasn't it? So. Yeah, um, so and it's, he it's, it's been there. So people know him. They 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 know his style. Mm. So he's the most familiar face to put at the forefront. So it yeah. makes sense yeah. to use him that way. I agree with that, and I think um, in addition to that, he'd also be the perfect guy um, to send over as an ambassador to um, groups like AEW um, when they do um, start branching out beyond their um, current um, run with OWE. And obviously, he's um, he's also somebody who has um, had a lot of interface with ROH and their style as well. So, no, I, I completely agree. Um, I think Okada is good, but he has he is a very... He has a very limited scope in who he can appeal to, um, whereas I think Kota Ibushi is a person who embodies the NJPW style much better. He, he's not a subset of styles. He is the quintessential NJPW standard bearer for that style, and I think that's a good good example of that. But Kula Kata gets to the top of WWE. I mean, he's definitely got that style. Yeah, he could work for he could work that style, should I say? Yeah, quite I mean, easily. He his his style is only kind of two or three changes away from being that, um, from being that. And I think um, I think considering the success that AJ Styles has had, um, and I think probably considering um, to some degree from Okada's perspective, um, the success that Shinsuke Nakamura has had going over there, making some money and um, just maybe having making a bit some, of it. I mean, making some money, yeah. Easier but, time. But, I mean, he just did have a, um, a match with Kevin Kingston on SmackDown, which was actually quite good. Um, so yeah, it looks like they're kind of, kind of maybe pushing Shinsuke at the moment. But I mean, well, I mean, could Akada become the face of WWE? I think that's a good question to ask. Akada would be an interesting face to have in WWE. I, I don't think he's going anywhere for the next year or two anyway. Um, but certainly when it branches out, I think Akada is the type of wrestler who could only work um, at that level, really, um, and stay true to his character, if that makes sense. It does. I mean, he's young enough to go over to WWE and kind of be achieve that as being the first Japanese wrestler to really hmm. make an impact, I yeah. think. Well, barring but then the, we've barring thought of that about we've, we've thought about Bachinsky and that just all kind of failed, didn't it? Yeah, I mean that's saying barring the um, the impact that um, Takamishi Noku made on the mat at Madison Square Garden back in 1999 um, Royal Rumble, um, because that was one hell of an impact. Um, I I think his ears are still ringing from that. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to mention that bump every single match, every single every single podcast. Now, that's, that's my that's thing. Okay. 
that's my thing. Um, <laughs> no, I think you're entirely right. He is the guy who could make that impact. Um, he's the guy who would easily transition into that style. He's also at the level where, no offense to Shinsuke Nakamura, he wouldn't even need to go via NXT. Um, yeah, no, he could go straight to the main roster. He could go Just, straight to the main roster. I say bang him on Raw. Yeah, immediately bang him on Raw. The moment you say... Kenny Omega faced him. The moment you say anything like that, the moment you just say where he's from and who he is, that's all you need. He held the champ. If it, he held a champ, you can just imagine Josh Matthews or Michael Cole saying he held, you know, the championship in Japan for X amount of days. Um, he is a legend in his own right, etc., etc. And he, he, he I mean, JBL was still in there. He, he has no qualms in saying New Japan Pro Wrestling. He did that for AJ Styles. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, but then but he's not there anymore. So Corey Graves could pop out and say it, you know. Corey Graves could, or you know, CM Punk. Um, speaking of CM Punk, CM um... Punk. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are your thoughts on he this? Likes wearing masks, apparently. He yeah. likes wearing masks and doing a GTS. You know, what, what are your doesn't thoughts? want to come back to wrestling, but wearing a mask is okay. Well, I mean, it seems that his, um, it seems that this was part of a project that he was doing, um, a documentary series that he was doing with Colt Cabana um, before their recent falling out. Um, and the idea was was that at the end of the documentary, they were just going to, um, they were just going to kind of prove it as a practical joke to the wrestling kind of world. But um, he's apparently been doing it since as far back as 2014 and just kind of giggling to himself about this. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a promotion where he cut his teeth apparently that he did it for hmm. um i think it's funny having him there um because he also apparently was um, a manager in a few matches and nobody knew that it was him um it must be quite exhilarating i suppose when you ask someone like cm punk to be able to do something like that and perform something like that and nobody know it's you yeah well we can also mention that he was in a tournament um for virginian uh, brazilian jiu-jitsu um and he came third in that hmm. in that tournament of three people. Oh, nice! <laughs> Is it uh, how, how how does someone go from being how does someone go from being the most talked about wrestler on the fucking planet to being a punchline like that? I, I don't. I, I I can never quite tell whether I deeply respect CM Punk or whether he's a, he's an object of ridicule at this stage. Um, I. I like him, but it's kind of. I respect weird... that he's trying to um, go through the ranks to build his MMA skills up from the ground up instead of from what he's doing now. Mm. But the guy should come back to wrestling. He should just. I'm not saying going back to WWE. I mean, just come back to wrestling in general. Indie promotions just him a yeah. killing yeah. like. Easily. WWE is not the only game in town anymore. It's a very, very different industry to the one that he left. And um, I think, I open, think Jer isn't it? Yeah, Jericho's already kind of basically said that his his expectation is to see CM Punk in AEW within five years. And I couldn't, I couldn't disagree with that. I think um, CM Punk just needs somebody from the wrestling industry who's quite high up to say we're sorry. And then his little feelings can kind of be put back in their box, and he can just get on with his <laughs> get on with what he's best at. I mean, um, I've forgotten his first name, but Khan, who's who is the president of um, All Elite Wrestling. Yeah, of course. That was his, that was his first choice. That's who he wanted. That's the guy he wanted straight away was CM Punk. 
Yeah, um, he he has indeed said that. Tony Khan, this is. Um, he has indeed said Tony, that he wanted that he wanted CM Punk. Um, he's always liked the Chicago style of wrestling. He's um, always been a big fan of it. Um, reportedly, for his um, for his fourteenth birthday, um, he ended up in Philadelphia, being flown out to Philadelphia to watch um, an, an ECW show. I think it was. Um, I, th- I can't remember which show it was. I think it may have been that first um, big pay-per-view that they had. Um, and ever since then, he's had a love affair with wrestlers like CM Punk and CM Punk's kind of um, style of wrestling, the Chicago kind of smash mouth, um, kind of very in, um, i.e. Um, anti-kayfabe kind of style that CM Punk does. And I think um, I think CM Punk could be the perfect fit um, for a promotion which I don't think is going to have any qualms on being an insider's promotion. Um, so yeah. yeah, no, that'll be an interesting, an interesting to see, wouldn't it? Mm. Um, moving, moving on from CM Punk, so I've just realised we're supposed to be in the NJPW section of the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, they have also announced their lineup for the 26th incarnation of their Battle of the Super Juniors tournament, um, scheduled to compete this year. Um, Jay, if you want to give us, um, let's say your limit for each of these competitors as you tell me what you think of them is five words okay you ready okay <laughs> will osprey in five words um amazing world champion material that's three yeah yeah that's it's four but that's good um marty skull I'm going to go with best promo ever. Right. Happy with that? that? Chicken wing, bird hands. (laughs) Chicken wing, bird hands. Excellent. Nice. (laughs) Robbie Eagles. Don't know who he is. Nice. You used all five words there. Um, Bandido. Um, High-flying, innovative, technical... Yeah, that's cool. That's it. Um, I'm going to go with good 21 pilot song. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Jonathan Gresham. Oh, yeah. No, Jonathan Gresham. um, Technical great grand game. Um, Great high flame game. All-rounder. More than five words. This guy should win the thing, I think. Oh, wow. He gets more than five. Excellent. Um, may, uh, maybe we should just get rid of the five words um, as we go into Shingo Takagi, because I know you've got a lot of words for that guy. Shingo Takagi. Is that guy, was that the guy that we saw um, at Ninja Prime Pro Wrestling when we saw it in Manchester? Let's have a look. Um, Shingo Takagi. Um... And he went to rep- New Ref for a while. Um, no, this is um, this is Shingo Takagi um, of um, Los Incognables de Japan, who was recently who was oh, okay. recently revealed um, right. as their latest member, um, formerly of Dragon's Gate. And well, um, there we go then. Yeah, he's all right. Yeah, he's all right. I quite like him. Um, <laughs> Ryan's... Let's see what does it. Go on. Let's see what he does in a, in a tournament. Um, obviously, he can make a wrestler card in a tournament. So, yeah. let's see where he goes with that. He's got a, got a very different style to New Japan Pro Wrestling. What would you call it? King of the Road? King of something? Um, or um, King's Road. King's Road, thank you. 
Yeah, he has a very King's Road style, um, and he's now just kind of getting that feel for um, everything else, um, kind of really moving into strong style now. Um, but he's still got those heavy slams um, and um, fast. Which makes uh, him a hybrid of Japanese wrestling, really, isn't it? Yeah, I think I think I mean moving forward, he could eventually be the guy who goes all the way and leads um, and leads Japanese wrestling into into interesting interesting places. Um, especially considering he's got he's he's just it's like a who's who of where he's been. He's been um, he's been Ring of Honor um, pro wrestling pro wrestling gorilla. He had. Um, He's done a bit of um, Full Impact Pro as well, um, Dragon's Gate USA as well as um, Dragon Gate UK. Very, very interesting style um, and as, as for a who's who of people. And he's so very young at the moment as well, um, 1982, um, which in Japanese wrestling terms means that he's going to go on for another 50 years. Um <laughs> <laughs> pretty much yeah and probably be played by about six different people during that time Ryosuke Taguchi sorry he is NJPW kind of alumni um, who has been going on for quite a while um, any thoughts none I have no sure who he is that fair guy, play um, he's he's one of those older he's one of those older people um, I think he's He's the guy who was... Um, who he was there for the first match. He may win the first one, but he'd be out in the next round. He walks around with the green trunks on, um, but doesn't talk about his bum. Does he also carry a rugby ball? Uh, yes. Ah, okay. Yeah, I know exactly who he is. Right. Yeah. Yeah, um, no, they've been putting him over recently, haven't they? Yeah, he's been quite popular, um, to be honest. Um, he seems to be their, one of their backup kind of people um, in that... Um, he was in he a championship match recently, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, I mean, he's, the he's, yeah. he's been part of um, tag teams um, for quite a while. Um, they won the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship Um off the Young Bucks back in August um, 2013, himself um, and Funky Future with Ricochet. So it is actually the guy who we're, talk- who we're thinking of. Yeah, yeah. Of yeah. course. Um, and um, yeah, he's, um, they lost the title eventually to Yo and Show um, at King of Pro Wrestling. But he's been in and out for a while. I, I, he's very jokey in his, his delivery, so I'm not too concerned about him getting much further th- than kind of the third or second round. Um, first or second round, sorry. Tiger Mask, um, um, obviously, what more can you say? That guy's, you know, he, he turns up, waves his hands. He's um, <laughs> very happy to be there. Um, and yeah, I like has a little mini one, two, three, and four. Um, yeah, I quite liked. Um, I quite liked three and one. Um, <laughs> I also liked Tiger well, we... Mask when it was um, Ibushi. So. Yes, of course. Um, that was when he played, um, what was it, Blonde Tiger, I think it was? Or um, who, did, who did Kota Ibushi play as, as Tiger Mask? Um, he was um, he was Tiger Mask W, um, which is um, basically like Tiger Mask The Next Generation. He is Tiger Mask's Picard to Tiger Mask's Kirk, as it were. Um, Robbie Eagles, any thoughts? Uh, rings a bell. I'm gonna look him up. 
Yeah, um, well, I will save you that job by saying that um, Robbie Eagles, um, he is an Australian professional wrestler. Um, he's pro wrestling gorilla, um, formerly in New Japan, well, still in New Japan pro wrestling, although he hasn't actually um, done much other than be a um, tag team. Um, he has played with Taiji Ishimori um, in last year's Super Junior Tag Tournament. Um, thus, he is a minor alignment with the Bullet Club. Territory. Um, was he in or was he... Or is he in, in, in charge of territory? Uh, I've been watching this thing called yeah. In Charge of Territory at the moment. Um, that's really good. It's like proper underground. It's like people surround the ring. There's no barriers. Um, Ooh. And I'm sure he was in that. He was in the Australian oh, maybe. guy. I might be, might be wrong, though. Um, maybe maybe he was. I mean, he's he's um, still active in the um, independent circuit. Mm. Nobody, although he's although he's worked with World Series Wrestling, New Japan Pro, and Pro Wrestling Gorilla um, in the recent years. Um, he's pretty much been active on the independent service um, circuit. Sorry, since two thousand and eight. Um, for instance, um, he was fighting um, Johnny Gresham um, as part of. Um, as part of Shikara, um, as recently as um, July twentieth, so he pretty much goes wherever he likes. Might be wrong though, but yeah, sounds familiar. It sounds familiar. I mean, I've only I would have only seen him once, and he was definitely Australian. Hmm. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. No. Yeah. If you, if you want to watch Uncharted Territory, uh, ben, Uncharted uh, Territory. Yeah, it's really um, good. Tell me about it. Um, tell me about Uncharted from what Territory. I gather from just... it. If you lose, yeah. um, you're out. It's like some kind of weird tournament. I'm not too familiar with the rules of Uncharted Territory. I just know the matches themselves are like really good. Chicka T, Chicka T was on there. The one I watched, episode three, Chicka T. Um, yeah, it seems to be like um, almost like it's a game show style format where they have guests in from various different. Um, yeah, because of so course you LAX like, is involved. Yeah, um, you got Joey Janela. Um, yeah. The Beaver Boys, MJF, um, and yeah, yeah. Um, so that looks kind of that looks kind of interesting, actually. Yeah, um, you know, it's quite good, actually. You get a chance to watch it. Um, get, yeah, yeah, I'll go my way for it. Um, that sounds quite awesome. enjoyed it. Um, Rocky Romero, Yo and Show. Um, yeah, I mean, there's not much to say about them. Um, they're all right. Um, Taiji Ishimori. Beyond Wrestling, that's the promotion. Beyond Wrestling do Uncharted Territory. Yeah. So it's just an extension um, of them. Uh, yeah, so Rocky Mamera, sorry, and um, Yosho. Uh, always forget who is the better one. <laughs> <laughs> is it Yo, is it Show? Nice. Uh, in the last yeah. tournament they were in, I think it was Show that had the best showing. Okay. Uh, he wore his like, electric kind of tights and he was yeah really really good um yeah so i imagine he's gonna have a really good showing in that as well he seems to be the one that is be able to be one to break out from the tag team that he's in Mm. at the moment um i think i hope i'm saying the right one um (laughs) considering that rocky um, romero hasn't really wrestled for new japan pro wrestling since signing with them um at least not to a considerable degree what are your thoughts on his prospects in this tournament do you reckon this is just something to kind of get butts in seats for a couple of butts weeks in seats before? um veteran yeah. role in the whole thing 
I don't see yeah. him going all the, the whole way. Um, I, I just see him again, probably winning the first one and then going to the next round and losing. Uh, yeah, it's I would just imagine a, a bit of filler. Yeah, I would imagine that most likely he'll get he'll get knocked out by um, somebody um, from a tag team or something, um, and then um, have a minor feud with Yasho and Yo um, on the back of the tournament. Um, moving forward, probably someone like Taiji Ishimori, um, for instance, um, who will be a who will be a good example of somebody who who could end up with that because obviously he's got those interchangeable. Um, Interchangeable tag partners that he does um, within the within the Bullet Club. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Taiji Chamori, do you reckon he's going to win? No. Um, well, he's he's obviously awesome wrestler. I love a Taiji Chamori. Sorry, Ishimori. Ishi, I can't work on that saying names. What's wrong with me? Ishimori. Oh, no, it's been it's been Taiji a while. Ishimori. There we go. Yeah. Um, I have a feeling that he could be the sleeper winner of this entire thing. Um, I don't know why. I just kind of have that feeling that he might be the guy who just act, who just kind of wins it randomly. Um, yeah, I see where you're coming from, but uh, I wouldn't put my money on him. Who's next? El Desperado. El Desperado. Yeah. El Desperado. Uh, oh, well, she's in El Desperado. Um, El Desperado wears a cowboy hat and also a thing a over mask. his face. He doesn't wear it. Am I thinking the same El Desperado? Um, we've been watching a lot of wrestling recently and it's really confusing me. So the El Desperado that I've been watching recently, he wears a cowboy hat and one of those bandanas over his face and he's got like weird blonde yeah hair. i think i think i think you're thinking of someone else um, yeah. so this person is koyosuke um, mikami who plays a masked character called el desperado oh, there we go then um that's um because he's also part of cmll um that you would know make the more mask sense. if you saw it but right. it's got two frames go. on the side yep. yeah cool um so yeah it's not that guy um <laughs> flip gordon oh yeah well you know flip gordon likes to flip a lot yeah, and his name's Gordon. Um, Bushi. Bushi. So from... El- from Jay. Evil and Bushi. Yeah. Well, he yeah. won't win. Yeah, Takamishinoku. Won't win. Um, Yoshinobu um, Kanemuru. Not sure. Yeah, I'm not either. I'm just, I I mean, half of these people, I'm just literally having to paste straight into a Google bar um, from my notes. (laughs) Um, Kinoa, yeah, he's pretty much a background character. Um, We'll worry about him. Titan. You heard of Titan? No. Titan the wrestler. Let's have a quick look at that. Titan is um, CMLL um, or... Is he Titan? He actually no. He's from a different area of Lucha Libre. Um, he is a he is a Lucha Libre star um, and wrestles in a company also called. Um, oh no, no no! He is in um, he's in CMLL, so that makes sense. Um, cool. A mystery competitor. Who do you reckon this will be? El Fantasma. El Fantasmo and IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion, of course, Dragon Lee. Ooh, Any ooh, other thoughts? Ooh, actually, actually, yeah? mystery person, Takahashi. Takahashi. 
Do you reckon? I think so. Um, and he was saying that he was feeling good about four months ago and could be making a comeback at some point. So Takahashi would be a really good addition to that. Yeah, um, I can understand that, actually. Um, and with Dragon Lee being in there as well. Yeah, um, I would I would love to see that would, Hiromu. That, that would be um, an amazing final. It really would. It would, would, it would, it would put over Takahashi like, straight away for him to go straight to the final. Mm. Yeah, um, it would it would make perfect sense for him. Um, to be honest, he's um, he's been out for long enough. He's really over, um, and along with um, Karabushi, is the perfect person to bring this to the West. Um, I I think he would be he would be a great addition. The time bomb, um, Takahashi and his cat. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Uh, that's pretty much all of the news coming out of NJPW. Um, not much coming out of ROH at the moment. Um, they're just building up for their War of the Worlds piece um, on Saturday, May the 11th. Um, that's at the Delta Plex. Um, main event, 10-man tag team bout, Jay Lethal, ROH World Television Champion, Jeff Cobb, Hiroki, Hiroki Goto, Satoshi Kojima, and Yuji Nagata versus Bully Ray, Shane Taylor, Silas Young, and the Briscoes. Um, not much to say about that, really. Any thoughts? Um, just be a throwaway, throwaway match, wouldn't it? Fair. Yeah, pretty much. Good talents, um, but throwaway match. Yeah, um, that's pretty much it. Um, if PCO wins the World Championship in Toronto, then there will be an ROH World Championship match between Mark Haskins and one-third of ROH World Six-Man Champions, PCO. Um, so, I mean, that's definitely going to happen then, isn't it? Well, Mark Haskins is a really good wrestler. Yeah. He was in a faction with uh, Mighty Squirrel um, in the UK scene. And okay. that's where, where this whole villain thing came from, I think. I think that's where it all stemmed from. He wasn't the villain. From in... Mighty Squirrel and Mark Haskins. Yeah, that's where it became a heel. But the whole villain thing, I don't think the whole villain thing happened then. Um, mm. Unless I'm wrong. But yeah, they were both okay. heels together. I forgot what the name of the faction was, but yeah, they were fucking on fire. Um, in the UK nice. scene as, as a um, as a faction. Um, and the other kind of big ticket match from that um, is the Kingdom, which is ROH World Champion um, Matt Taven, um, TK Orion, and Vinny Marsaglia um, versus ROH World and IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Champions Gorillas of Destiny. That's Tamatanga and Tangalau plus Hikuleo. Um, so yeah, thoughts on that? Anything interesting that you can say about that? Um, I mean, the Kingdom versus Gorillas of Destiny. Obviously, that's always going to be a pretty kick-ass match. Well, yeah, obviously the new version of the Kingdom is still really good. Uh, Matt Taven taking the championship at Madison Square Garden. Same with the Gorillas of Destiny. Other team, not sure who they are. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it should be quite interesting uh, to watch hmm. what have been your thoughts on Hikulio have you seen much of him not really uh, no. fair play um, I mean he used to be um, he used to be um, Tula Fafita um, and he's um, basically Tongan born um, you will have seen him at times hanging out with Gorillas of Destiny um, and it's kind of one of those situations where you sometimes end up kind of confusing him um, with the other guys, because obviously the Tongan people 
all have a similar look and kind of build. Um, so it's kind of one of those things. He seems to just be an adopted, um, kind of an adopted brother um, into that into that entire element. But yeah, yeah um, it could be a nice time for him to start building up um, as. He's, he's fairly young, born February 7th, 1991, 28 years old. So he's obviously got that Tongan heritage. Um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting you. event. Tamatonga. <laughs> Tamatonga has been making fairly big waves, though, this week um, due to him calling Enzo Amore a cancer. Um, are you, have you seen much of this? I think I've read, read about it, but... Um... Yeah, I've, I've read about it, but I don't really remember what it was what was said. Well, I can go take you through it all actually, and I think I should because it sounds great fun. Um, so, Tanga um, started off this is on the back of obviously Enzo and Cass's um, big interruption of um, the Super Show at Madison Square Garden. Um, what up, real one? I'll just address you straight up. You ain't got to call up the locker room. It was me. It was fucking me, her real one. You real fucking idiot. You know why? You know why we ain't letting you in? Because you're a cancer. We don't want that spread in our workplace. You're a fucking cancer. You talk about bringing in money. Oh, shit, no. We're talking about you killing our business. You're a cancer. Not on my watch, bitch was um the original oh yeah that's what he said <laughs> words from tamatonga yeah um enzo's response there was you got to be able to um you got to be able to do better than that bro oh sorry i'm going to do it in his voice you got to be able to do better than that bro <laughs> come on man that's it using the c word the c word come on you little cunt better pick a better word i'd listen i do that what i do because it works that's why i don't listen to nobody unlike you you gotta listen to so many people just go out there through a fucking curtain i can just jump a guardrail beat the shit out of people you can watch and do nothing and be mad at yourself don't be mad at me bro i'm just doing what i do better than anyone else in the world that's why i do things my way my way my way or the highway and clearly you chose the highway because whatever the fuck you're doing ain't working okay because you're driving down the highway you had directional arm for far too long because you ain't getting over that's um enzo amora's response Bro. there yeah i don't know it sounded um, a bit like a bit like rinse russo mate <laughs> I, I, I thought it sounded like if Vince Russo and Taz had kind of a, a kind of a love child. <laughs> well, yeah, that's yeah, you're right. <laughs> of course, um, of course, Tonga um, was quick to respond and absolutely owned um, Enzo Amore um, by saying, "Yes, I use the c word. You're a cancer, Enzo. Just keeping it real." One, guys like you don't get knocked out by wrestlers. You get knocked out by the bottom rope. Not the top, the bottom rope. <laughs> Just keeping it real. One, guys like you, Enzo, are so desperate, you got to wear a wig to get your old job back. Just keeping it real. One. <laughs> so that kind of led to um, led to silence on Enzo Amore's part. Um <laughs> I I like this from Tamatanga. Tamatanga won though. He 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 killed it. He absolutely yeah. killed it. Yeah, no, I like this. You I don't like want the guy in your wrestling company. You don't want it. You don't. No. Big Cass um, needs to. I mean, sorry, 
big Kaz needs to drop him or Kaz XL sorry needs to, he needs to yeah, just no, drop he does. him he does need to drop him and just get back into doing what he does best um, because Enzo More there's just a load of drama that comes that comes with that guy you know leave him to leave him to his rapping in front of five people in the crowd Hey everyone, thanks for all coming out here to this bingo hall. I'm Enzo Amore. Um, just wanted to say that I totally didn't rape that chick. Now here's a rhyme about how I raped some chicks. There's, <laughs> there's Enzo Amore for you. <laughs> right then, move it on. <laughs> Not editing that out. Uh, Finally, um, let's finish this off. Should we finish this off with some impact news and then get the fuck out of it? Because uh, I okay. think we've <laughs> we've kind of we've kind of sucked the well absolutely dry this week, haven't we? I think we're two and a half hours in now. Yeah, let's 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 finish this up. <laughs> cool. Um, let's go with our quick impact end. Um, are you ready for this? Quick impact end. Yeah, that's, that's what this session's called. Um, Mahabali Shira um, is returning to Impact after his failed run with WWE NXT. Any thoughts on Mahabali Shira? He needs to retire, mate. He needs to retire. Um, like, no, because he was he was rubbish the first time in in TNA Impact or Impact or TNA. It's called Impact mm-hmm. now, obviously. But yeah, I didn't like him. He mm-hmm. doesn't seem to be able to talk wrestle yeah do anything really for him to go back there learning what he's learned from the um pc may help him yeah but i've never rated that guy and he never made it on tv so that kind of says something yeah and uh, that's that makes sense um so on top of that um Gersinder Singh has um, asked for his release from Impact. Um, obviously, he's been in top spot with the promotion um, since he signed in 2017, being part of the Singh family, I believe, isn't it? Um, which is a fairly popular faction. Desi Hit Squad. Um, yes, that's it. exactly it. Um, oh, so we're just going to come in and place that guy? I would imagine. Yeah. That will make sense to me. Um, yeah. Uh, any thoughts on Gersinder Singh? It's Gers- isn't Gersinder Singh the um, manager? Um, no, no. Oh, okay. So he's the more shorter guy. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about now. Yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah. So, yeah, no, he could just replace him and become part of the Desi Hit Squad. I mean, they seem to be interchangeable, seeing as, like, the other guy left and they brought someone else in, apparently, to be, like, the... um, He was the son of the manager, who is meant to be some Mm. kind of legend in the business, but I've never heard of him before. Um, Mm -hmm. And then... Yeah. If he goes, they could just change him with with Rashira and then have a new Desi Hit Squad. And then it would be... They can call it the... New Desi Hit Squad. Yeah, they could call it that. Um, I mean, obviously... Because <laughs> that's worked in cause... history, hasn't it? Yeah, no, people people love it. Um... New Rockers. <laughs> new yeah, Blackjacks. Yeah, um... It works. It works. 
Yeah, everyone well, loves they it. Just get Leaf Cass- they should just get Leaf Cassidy into the Desi Hicks. Exactly. There, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, of course. He played... Um, he played um, his actual name is... Uh, Tony Cage. Um, he has he's Canadian, obviously. Um, <laughs> as you can tell, <laughs> he is the um, on-screen son of Gamma Singh, um, who effectively isn't that big a legend as he as he makes out, I believe. Um, and Rohit Raju um, is also involved in that entire thing. He says that he wants a future somewhere where he can make more of an impact, um, basically. Um, he wants to continue to evolve. <laughs> Unless... <laughs> is he going to evolve? <laughs> I, I, I can imagine that he will very much just very... end up as being... It's like a cryptive message. I want to go somewhere I can make more of an impact where I worked and where I want to evolve, evolve wrestling. Yeah continue no i think more likely he's going to just end up as one of the like the third sing brother in wwe instead of being the same <laughs> you know instead of being the same over the road i mean that's that's pretty much how that kind of thing works is it not what interchangeable characters are just adding people to things yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. so. I guess if if you fit the bill, I guess they they just do that all the time in wrestling. Yeah. No, of course. Um, I mean, well, yeah, it's just depressing, isn't it? Yeah. But I, much. Unless he unless he breaks away from that gimmick, um, and back into back into something which better represents, you know, a more neutral kind of kind of element, then he is not moving anywhere. Um, he is not evolving in any way. He needs to get away from the the Gersinder Singh kind of element of his gimmick and back into the Tony Cage, or he's just going to end up just floating around from federation to federation in their various Indian-themed factions. Yeah, no, he has been floating around. He's not really done much since he's been in Impact. No, that I remember um, who he is. <laughs> the last piece um, of information: Chris Sabin's knee in surgery has been successful. He um, has not made any reference to wrestling again with ROH, um, as he is currently in a creative position at Impact. Um, any thoughts on Chris Sabin to play us out? Uh, oh, thoughts on Chris Sabin? Oh, I love yeah. Chris Sabin. Um, yeah, uh, I love his style. He is probably one of the innovators of the indie style, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he had very good runs in Impact before. Yeah. Um, his World Championship title runs were a bit lackluster. Uh, mm. He's had problems with his knees before. I mean, he's tore his ACLs on more than one occasion. Yeah. Um, so with him being out with knee surgery again, it doesn't look good for him. Uh, moving forward as a wrestler because it's happened too many times. Um, mm. So if he was to do a creative position as a writer, then more power to him. But I would really like to see him back in the ring and really have one good last run. Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. I mean, his last kind of real, um, real kind of big thing outside of ROH, of course, was um, his participation in May, um, in the May 2018 Best of the Super Junior Tournament, um, in which he finalised the tournament with three wins and four losses. 
Um, and then he later participated in Super Junior Tag League last year with Kushida, who is now with NXT. Um, and he was one of part of the greatest tag teams of all time, the Motor City Machine Guns. Yeah, I mean, what more can you say? I've I've always been quite a fan of him. Um, so I'd love to see him return to the ring. But he is, of course, now um, entering that period of his career at age 37, where some time away from the ring to heal up before one last big run um, might not be a bad idea. Oh, I think that pretty much sums up wrestling, doesn't it? Just as a whole. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we even thrown in some inch off his territory at one point. Yeah, That's fairly I mean, new. We've, I know. <laughs> we've been fucking everywhere. Do you do you think that? I mean, this is meant to be the power hour. Um, do you think that maybe we should keep the power hour um, WWE and then go for an indie, indie flavored thing, kind of midweek? Or we can call it power hours. Well, no, <laughs> I mean, you no, could we, always, could. we could, we could, we you, could, we could split the shows. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, tell us what but you then, think. But we could we could go on to WWE for two hours. We've done it before. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so, uh, we can always just do it as long as we fucking want. Really, it is our show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Who cares? Maybe maybe we're a bit too in. Maybe we talk too much about about format. <laughs> perhaps that's our <laughs> fault. Perhaps that's perhaps that's why there's only three people listening to me say these words now. Um, so yeah. And two of them's me. <laughs> oh, the other one's me I'm, then. <laughs> of course, I'm joking. We are the most popular podcast in the Nottingham area about international wrestling, as far as I'm aware. Um, yeah. yeah. Any thoughts before we go, Jay? Um, what's, your, what's your plan for the week? You're going to go to Pro C Progress and do all of that malarkey? Well, hopefully. Well, I'm going to be working progress. Seeing it would be a privilege, I guess. Mm. Um, but I hope that does happen. Um, I'll find out this week if I'm going or not. If I don't, then, you know, it's all right. If you are listening to this and you do go to that Progress Wrestling show, um, don't forget to obviously um, talk to the person uh, front of house and ask them if they're Beard from Beard and Bear. Um, that will make Jay's stomach. <laughs> that would be me. <laughs> yeah, that will make Jay's night. Uh, and I have a beard. <laughs> Oh dearie. Yeah, yeah. Go for the one with the beard. Don't ask them if they're beard if they like some woman. <laughs> that will be redundant. Also funny. Also funny. All <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, should we get the oh 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 um also want to um want to introduce a final section which is of course listening to the random things that people have said to us on um on our mailbox let's check out the mailbox you ready for this game <laughs> drum roll <laughs> let's find our mailbox and there we go and nobody said anything so good night everybody <laughs> beer to bear out beer to bear out <laughs> Okay.